Welcome to Days Crunchy and Milk. If you have any questions or comments, we have multiple ways we can be reached. Around? That is one of the ways. Twitter is, of course, the best way for those of you that need instant gratification in this millennial-based world. And, of course, the show's Twitter feed is at SkimPod. That's S-K-I-M-P-O-D. For the more patient amongst you, which is none of us, let's be honest, the email address for the show is podcast at stayscrunchyandmilk.com. Crunchy again, being spelled with a K. We're also available via Apple Podcast, something I've never heard of. Stitcher Radio. Are any of you still using that shit? TuneIn Radio. Whatever the fuck that is, I, I couldn't tell you. Google Play. I've heard of that. I don't use it, but if you do, thank you. Spotify. Now that one I use, so find us on there. I know we're on there. And of course, at the website, stayscrunchymilk.com. Now I ask that you please rate, review, subscribe, and share the show, because honestly, I don't do that shit. And I need someone to pick up my slack. Now, I hear that there is a group of people here that collectively discuss music, and they provide for you, yes you, a pod call cast. It's a musical discussion show built on a hip-hop foundation, which seems to be what makes the musical world turn these days. And I hear it's pretty swell. Our personal Twitters are Tatum216, Lunchbox2099, The Real ODP, and your host, Internet's Tasty Tayrell713. Hey, yo. <laughs> I was laying back, cool, calm, collect. With my man Mike off a of second and, and second and Carondelet. If Atlas shrugs so he could give his arms a rest, I figure I could take the time to let my mind wander yet. Y'all scoring a game that I don't care about. Because if you ain't dropping that cheap weekend shit every weekend shit, then they wonder about your whereabouts. I will clothesline a nigga and air it out. Because time is precious and my peace of mind is paramount. Look, man, we are not in concert. This is not a game, nigga. We are not in Contra. I'ma kill shit. I'ma be a silent monster. That will shit that will that will shit to happen like like he Tio Salamansa. Bogart your whole shit like we in Casablanca. In the good times they be quick to fall through, but in the bad times, no, they don't recall you. That's why no one makes it out sane and this game will get all you. Drive you ape shit just so they can jane good all you. No. I am Hugh Master Killer, meet Master Killer. Your OG's OG. Just ask the nigga. Audio slave with a mastermind. And any wall of sound, Tigolo vandalized. Dog, I am no tap dancer. Tiptoe with audio lap dancer. Sounding like rap cancer metastasized. It's wrong, it's cruel, it's fucking infanticide. A man with eyes that still see through pretenders. New Year's through December. Long as you remember that I'll fucking murder you niggas. So help me God, I'll murder you niggas. Welcome to it. Stays Crunchy and Milk. Episode 404. And this webpage, it can be found. I'm joined by my best friends. This is Tatum 216. Uh, why didn't you say something about Atlanta? Because it was 404. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh. I mean, we, oddly enough, we just talked about Atlanta last week. So, I mean, we just were ahead by a week is all. Uh, my man Lunchbox 2099. Uh, I'm two androids away from perfection. We're going to come back to that one. And uh, it's, the, it's the homeboy, the real ODP. What's good? 
No, I'm just the uh, summer breeze makes me feel fine. <laughs> I was literally just playing the Ozzy Brothers version of that the other day in the car. Now, as we do, go, go, might as well have that little conversation. What's some songs that y'all like? You like uh, somebody else's version of it? Where you just like, that is my version of that song that I fuck with. Like, I'm not saying the, uh, the uh, who is that? I don't know the original. I know the Isley's covered Summer Breeze, but I don't know who, who sang the original. Who cares? Well, because I, I don't mind his version. It oh, just I, it don't it, even sound right. It it just doesn't have uh it doesn't have the the soulful edge that, and that grooving ass guitar that the Ozzy's brother version has. All right, let's see. Let's look it up. Uh, Seals and Croft. Seals and Croft. There you go. So the Seals and Croft version of it is just is is it's it's fine. It just don't hit like the Ozzy Brothers version of it. I don't know if y'all know this. But I might have told y'all before, so y'all might know this. It's two versions of What a Fool Believes. The Kenny Loggins version, who helped write the song, came out first, and is on his album uh, that came out around around the same time. And on his version, he's he switches the genders, so. She came from somewhere back in this long ago, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to he came from somewhere back in it. And it just changed, one, it changed, one, the entire feel of that song is, I don't like Kenny Loggins' version of it, even though he you know, helped write the song. But also, changing the gender kind of fucks up the vibe of that whole song. So the, 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 the Doobie Brothers version is the version of that song that I think is the, is the killer, is the killer joke. Uh... I, w- I would say uh, <laughs> there, there's just a lot going on. <laughs> Yo, I thought that was a Joe house and you was like, who the fuck I'm about to come No, out? that's not at my house. I'm <laughs> hearing it, but I ain't here. Um, no, uh, I, I would say I have a couple songs. I like the phrase version of Kanye West's Heartless more than Kanye's version. Okay. Um, I like... It's it's like a punk band covered. Um, I think their name is Framing Haley. Mm-hmm. They covered Little Wayne's Lollipop. I like that version a little bit better. Um, and then Whitney Houston, I will always love you. Man, but Dolly yeah, that probably is goes. the best. I go, I like Dolly's, but you're right. Whitney really took that song places to heights. And of course, she made Dolly it her own. Cool. Yeah, Dolly was mad cool with that shit too. So I kind of like that. Um. I like Alien Ant Farm Smooth Criminal. It's no Michael Jackson Smooth Criminal, but I enjoy it. I appreciate it. Yeah, they're like they're both good in their own ways. Yep, exactly, exactly. That's what I would say about Seals and Croft and Ozzy Brothers version of Summer Breeze. Uh, like I said, the Ozzy Brothers version is just it's a much more soulful rendition, and it's got a lot more. It feels like it has more heart to it. But, it's like uh, it's kind of like how I like that. Like when you, we were driving back from Memphis, and you heard that cover of "Carry On My Wayward Son" that I have in my playlist, yeah. and like you didn't really care for it, but it, I like it because it has more of a hard metal sound to it. Yeah, it's just, it's just one of the songs that just uh, it just like the original was just like it. You know, it speaks. Yeah, like the original on that one's a classic. Yeah. It's just I appreciate that that cover version just because it's like. Has a little more oomph on it. I hear you. And sometimes that's sometimes you need a little more oomph. Like I've even heard like punk version. Like, um, oh fuck, what's the name of the uh, God? Newfound Glory. Like they they like they do like all punk covers of like all kinds of popular songs. Like they have albums that are just punk covers. Yeah. Like um, they've done like the Titanic theme. Um, <laughs> no, really. Like, 
Yeah, like all kinds of shit like that. And like I really enjoy punk covers. Like I've heard punk covers of like uh, Taylor Swift songs. Like like I really dig that kind of shit. I heard an acoustic version of Hey Y'all that I, I thought was decent. Uh, I know it, uh, it got some hate. Man, shit, last uh, night I sent a TikTok to T and uh, Anthony. There was a harmonic, soulful version of uh, apple bottom jeans, hoops with the fur. He fucked that dude's head up. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> it felt like a love song, right? And then, of course, Anthony sent us a, a barbershop quartet version of uh, It Wasn't Me Today. That was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty <laughs> uh, I, I saw that. I didn't get a chance to listen to it. Yeah, that was... Uh, Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, I, I mean, I didn't, re- I didn't realize I was, we was gonna walk that walk. I would have, I would have prepared more content for that. I like that. I just like the idea of that. But uh, I kind of sure uh, feel more. I kind of feel like the the only one I really have is um maybe "Bet You" by Golly Wild by Prince. I kind of like that. Well, you know, I really don't like that version better. Uh, maybe pr- um, "Pretty Woman." Um, by Al Green instead of Roy Orbison. I like. Uh, I never I heard like, that. that. That sounds like it'd be good though. I like the Islos cruising more than I like Smokies. I like, but I, I don't know. I like, I, they both again good for their own reasons, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I just can't call it. I like both of those. Yeah. Like I discovered, I, I probably heard D'Angelo's first. Yeah. So, um, and, and maybe that's like one of the problems. Not really a problem, but one of the things about being younger. Um, like we hear most of those versions, the newer versions first before we um, hear those. I didn't realize that. Uh, all I do is think of you was a Jackson Five song. I, I knew it as a troop song, you know. Yeah. So it's it's like, the same thing with me and Whitney. I didn't know that that wasn't her song originally until like last year. Yeah. No, last year. And a lot of like, um, well, I, I kind of feel like Kanye West um, would like. A lot of his beats and his soul samples mm-hmm. made me go back in the lab and listen to a lot of old soul music. Him and uh, him and Ninth Wonder, uh, I, like Ninth Wonder, sampled something on the first Little Brother album. I went back to look up the band, and the band turned out to be these these white dudes from Australia who was for a moment signed to like Motown. It was just like such a random cacophony <laughs> of, of stuff, you know what I'm saying? And I'm yeah. like, how, how'd that happen? But it did. It's just it's they, just the weird. They were probably looking for like the new Beatles. Like going to to Britain adjacent. Well, no. So what it was is, uh, and what happens oftentimes. So, so we we had what's what's my man? Uh, what you won't do, Bobby Caldwell. Yeah, yeah Bobby Bobby Caldwell. Blue eyes soul. Yeah, these blue these cats who you would like you listen to. You like, hey. and then you find out. In my case, years later, that Bobby Caldwell was white. It's like that. That's the thing they were selling a lot in the in the in the, in the late seventies. They'd be like, they'd get these, they get white dudes and white ladies. <laughs> Who could you know blow the roof off of a you know of a church or whatever, and then and then then you reveal that they was white through whatever means and fuck you <laughs> up like what this is crazy like yeah yeah, yeah. but but most of those like um like you know the white reveal <laughs> the white reveal it's <laughs> really like a, it's like a Trojan horse of music really like you, you lure them in with a false sense of security get them to get their guard down and then you drop it on them like oh he was white the whole time. Yeah, but you like you guys mentioned <laughs> mentioned the Beatles, like the Beatles, all, all they like when you uh like watch documentaries about the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, um, Eric Clapton, like every everybody all they want to say like 
they all say like I didn't get my influence from other um, you know other contemporaries. It's like I was listening to Muddy Waters. I was listening to Yeah Soul. I was listening to Ike Turner. Like uh, like uh, it, it was funny. Like uh, when I was watching the Tina Turner documentary, like um, Ike Turner was butthurt for like many many years because he pretty much invented the first rock and roll song but never got credit for it mm. oh. and like uh like 15 years before him and uh, tina got together so oh. um it's pretty interesting like um uh watching that kind of stuff like what uh the bgs another group that mostly listened to soul music and stuff before and um you know that's where they got it from well, did, didn't someone, like, sample one of their songs in, like, early 2000s, like a hip-hop group or something, and, like, and they were not cool with it, at, like, they did, because, like, they didn't ask permission? I don't know. That's something to Google. I know um, one of my favorite songs, Ups and Downs, by um, by Snoop Dogg, was um, sampled by the BG. Uh, he sampled the BGs. But, um... Oh shit! Now I was gonna say I thought it was common knowledge that uh, black people invented rock and roll. That's not common knowledge. Did the, are people starting to learn that today? I don't know. Who who knows? Like how many? How, uh, me and my um, my partner were just talking about like how many uh, people here have seen the Five Heartbeats before? I've seen it. I have not. I mean, forever ago, but. Yeah, that, I think that that's one of the. Um, if I needed to someone to watch a movie, that in the in in the Wiz, I think I don't know, but the definitely the Five Heartbeats is like one of the movies that I'm like, you need to watch before you die. Also, you know, just you know. Oh, here's a house of love. <laughs> that, mo- that whole movie was magical. Like, um, you know, no matter how hard we try, we'll never say goodbye. Mm-hmm. I, I want to watch that movie now. I uh, I put it, I threw it in the chat. The Bee Gees weren't happy about uh. Wyclef's uh, using state. That, I was just about to say, I was just waiting to hop in because I, I was looking it up. But apparently they had beef with somebody last year using it as well. Uh, I, another rapper. I heard that version of Staying Alive. I wasn't happy with it either. I wonder. I, I if, like that. I actually like that song. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't. It's okay. I, I wonder, you don't like all the same things. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if they're cool about it if you just say, if you come to them and like, hey man, I, I would like to sample this rather than going through Cause you know you can yep. just go to their their label or whoever owns that track and be like, uh, I'd like to sample that and here's how much it costs. Uh, how much does that cost? Because most people have, most companies have set setups now for that. You know what I'm saying? Like this I know who you pay by Searchlight Publishing. <laughs> you know uh, MC Search denies all that, right? Yeah, I, I seen the interview about it. <laughs> He's like, no, sir, you didn't pay that. Stop it, Jay. <laughs> You know, I, I at this point, like it's kind of like uh, people talking about Oswald didn't do it to me. Like, 
like them bring, bringing up like that, like that kind of stuff about Jay Z in the past. I like, I'm, I'm, t- I'm kind of tired of hearing it. But one thing, uh, like I just seen an interview with Cameron, what you know, him and Cam wasn't get, me really never got along. Yeah, but he said I got to give it to him. The shit is totally true. Like he came into my, um, came into the studio, like, um, you know, I, 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 when he had just joined the Rock, and he was like, I know it's some animosity in the air, and I just want to say it's not on my part. And then Cam was like, Oh, for real? Well, I got a song going. You want to get on it real quick? And you know, Jay Z, in the spirit of you know, reaching his hand out, he said, Sure. And he said they sat down for five, maybe six minutes. And then Jay said, okay, I'm ready to go. And Cam was like, I thought everybody was lying about Jay don't write. He said he went in the booth, one take, six minutes, and then just left. He was just like, oh. (laughs) So I Googled uh, greatest covers of all time. Okay. And there's a list here of 20 covers. Okay. So I'll start at number twenty and work my way back. But first of all, what's let's 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 guess right now. What's the good day over under on? I didn't know that was a cover. It's going to be at least ten for me. Very high because like I'm very uneducated when it comes to a lot of this shit. Like I just told you, I didn't know about Whitney until last year. <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm going to think. Uh, I, I think I'm going going a different bet. I think. Um, that's going to be in the top five that I'll always love you. All right. So number 20 is Ava Cassidy Songbird, which was apparently originally done by Fleetwood Mac. I'm unfamiliar with the song and no clue what it is. Okay. Uh, number 19, Eric Clapton, I Shot the Sheriff, r- yeah. originally done by Bob Marley. I didn't know that uh, yeah, was covered. I, I, I knew both those things. I knew uh, about the original. Number 18, Run DMC, Walk This Way, originally by Aerosmith. That's a collab. That's not... A, you know what? I do remember the story, and they did say it was kind of a cover to bring it together. Uh, number 17, Stevie Wonder, We Can Work It Out, originally by the Beatles. We can work it out. Now, Stevie uh, done a lot of covers. Well, he... he uh, yeah, he, he definitely covering. Uh, number 16, this is one I, I don't know. Uh, take That, Could It Be Magic, originally by Barry Manilow. Number 15, Tina Turner, Proud Mary, originally by Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah, I, I like both versions. Both versions are just like completely different songs, so it's hard to judge one against the other. Uh, number 14, Joe Cocker. With a little help from my friends, originally by the Beatles. I, love, I, I like. I love the Joe Cocker version more. I still do. I was about to say that. I say that's a better. That's a cover that's better than the original. Uh, number thirteen, Gary Jules and Michael Andrews, "Mad World," originally by Tears for Fears. Yeah, <laughs> I knew about that. Yeah, we talked about that uh, a few episodes back when Cleveland Brown covered it. Uh, number twelve. Cindy Lauper, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, originally by Robert Hazard. Okay, here we go. There's our first I did not know that. I was my first. I didn't know that was a cover. Yeah, I was completely taken aback by that. Number 11, The Icy Brothers, Summer Breeze, originally by Seals and Crofts. Okay. Uh, number 10, Harry Nilsson, Without You, originally by Badfinger. 
Okay. Uh, number nine, Adele, Make You Feel My Love, originally by Bob Dylan. I didn't know that was a cover. Uh, number eight, Jeff Buckley, Hallelujah, originally by Leonard Cohen. Hallelujah. Said so Le- Leonard Cohen first released this song in 1984, and while you can't discount its excellence, it doesn't quite have the beauty of Jeff Buckley's version. Buckley was himself inspired by a cover by John Cale three years earlier. It has since been covered by many other artists, including a Christmas number one for Alexander Burke in 2008. Hmm. <clears throat> All right, number seven, Sinead O'Connor, Nothing Compares to You, originally yeah. by Prince, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say I like the Prince version better. <clears throat> Num- number six, Soft Cell, Tainted Love, originally by Gloria Jones. I didn't know that was a cover. Uh, number five, Johnny Cash, Hurt, originally by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, I, like the, I like Johnny Cash's version better. I, I've heard the Nine, uh, the Nine Inch Nails one, but I do like Johnny Cash's version. Johnny Cash's much, version is much better. I actually want to hear Tainted Love by Gloria Jones. So I'm going to play that to myself. <laughs> uh, number four, Marvin Gaye, I Heard It Through the Grapevine, originally by The Miracles. Uh, number three, this one, I didn't know this. Aretha Franklin, Respect, originally by Otis Redding. I didn't know Respect was a cover either. My eyes are wide. You would never know that by that by the, the, the trailer for her movie. They act like she Yeah, that's a, that, like, I watched. I saw that the other day, and I'm like, when I read this, I was like, really? It seems like such a woman's anthem. Well, to, uh, like, I know, I think they were together or something, but... I, uh, it got to be like a, a story behind uh, behind that. He uh, kind of like how uh, Kenny Loggins um, wrote the song, and then they bo- like they both recorded a version of it. Let's play. Uh, I'm gonna play uh, Otis Redding's version of "Respect" right now and see what. I, I, yeah, see what the, the little blurb at the bottom says Aretha made the song her own so much that it's easy to totally forget she didn't record it first. Redding's version was a call from a desperate man who will give this woman anything she wants as long as he gets his respect where when he brings money home. However, Aretha's version was from a strong, confident woman who knows that she has everything her man wants and demands his respect. Number two, Whitney Houston. Bruh, you want to hear the oldest Redding version of respect. I want you to know that, listener. You want to hear that. That is amazing. <laughs> And uh, number one, Pet Shop Boys, Always On My Mind, originally by Elvis Presley. Get the fuck out of here. That should be reversed. That, in fact, that shouldn't even be that high up. <laughs> that's, not even a, that's not even the best Pet Shop Boys song. Get the fuck out of here. They, 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 they fucked that whole list with that last call, bro. It's like, they, yeah, man. I feel like Whitney should have been number one. because like yeah. By she far. she murdered that version. Yeah, and, uh, and if you're going to do a pick a pass shot boy song, just do Western Girls. It's the best. <laughs> and I'm 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 thinking about it wrong. Otis, it wasn't Otis Redding that was with um, Aretha Franklin. If not, I'm not mistaken, it was um, Sam Sam Cooke who uh, they were together. They were together. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna just gonna play just a schmickerel smackerel of a Is Spotify gonna allow that. Well, I'm the way I'm, I'm just gonna play it, and, and you're gonna hear it from my speakers. So. Not a big whatever. Let me turn my speakers on on the computer. Turn them shits up. (laughs) 
and I'm about to push play. I already got it going, but here, I'll, I'll tap it back a little bit. And... I mean, it, look. I mean, I, I, I would. Yeah, I definitely have to hear the whole thing, but like, it's got a different, complete, completely it's a different. Tenor vibe. Yeah, it is. It, it, yeah, it. and and I'm quite sure by the end, Otis be um be ad libbing his ass off, and that ain't even a song no more. He just be talking at the track. <laughs> Otis Redding's so good. All right. Well, no, Jimmy. I'm surprised no Jimi Hendrix songs make that list. Like uh, all along the Watchtower. Can't hear you. You, you went out. Actually, I muted myself. I said Watchtower was a uh, was a uh, Bob Dylan's first, right? Yeah, it was Bob Dylan. Then uh, Jimmy covered it. Yeah, and Jimmy's of course Jimmy's way better. Uh, I, I've heard Bob Dylan's uh, Watchtower, and it's like it must be some kind of way out of here. It's just nowhere near as good as boom, 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 crack, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, go. So. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go out on another limb tonight and say like Bob Dylan speaks to people. And then, cause I, I mean, I, I kind of feel like I feel like he's trash. <laughs> and then, Just, like, uh, I think he is a poet, and it doesn't lend itself to my ears. But it's been so many people that covers his stuff that feels what he says. But like, he doesn't have like a he doesn't have a good voice or like a, even a good presence. But like on the track, I kind of feel like <laughs> I don't know. Bob Dylan on the track started from the bottom. Now we here. <laughs> and you know what? He did drop an end bomb in uh, Hurricane. It is. I do like Hurricane. That's the yeah. start of Hurricane. I mean, anything that that was made in the sixties. I mean, we still did. We still weren't allowed to drink out of fountains yet. <laughs> uh, but he. So, he he dropped it in a in a hey, respect this black man kind of way. I don't know how he did it. I can't, you know. And I'm I'm not Bob Dylan's spokesperson. Yeah, no, yeah. It's all good. I'm not. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's all good. I I don't recall. I don't. I've heard that song and I don't know the n word to be. I don't recall like, it being a nigga on this track. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's like. He's like, I'm That's... dropping in bombs. He drops whoa, one, whoa, not plural. And he says, he, he says that's how the racists that put the hurricane in prison view him. They view him as a nigga. I won't use the ER. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, hey, there you go. Out that we we really we milked that. <laughs> we juiced that whole thing for much more than we considered it, man. From a from a random of uh, introduction from the pile. Yeah. Bottle, so. Well done, Gabriel. I got one thing to to to, to add to this. Alright. The other day I was driving in a car and I recently got rid of Sirius, but never mind that. The just the listening to the radio, how barbaric is it now? You have to sit there and listen to music that somebody else choose is just barbaric at this point now. <laughs> it's so it's this is like it's hell. 
Like, I, don't, I, I couldn't tell you who a DJ is now, nowadays, or I don't even know if they have DJs still. Every I know I know more about New York radio than I know about Cleveland radio, and that's because I fuck with hot, and that, and and when they interview people, you know, hip hop people, I fuck with. You know what I'm so I think Action Jackson's still around. From like '92 back in the day. Yeah, yeah, but he's on he's on Magic. Oh man, that just says a lot about me. <laughs> yeah, when I got, when I got a car with Bluetooth and I had like unlimited data. I, the only time I listened to regular radio was when I was listening to sports talk. Yeah. I don't know who, who's still on like local radio shows. Like I don't listen to any of that shit. What happened to Leanne Summers? She also was on ninety two back in the day, if I recall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, like all I know is I was in the par- or in the car. Well, I wasn't in my car, and um, just listening to somebody else's radio, and I'm like. I want to shoot myself so bad. <laughs> well, like when I was it Lynn Tolliver on ninety three back in the day. Um, uh, yeah, Lynn Tolliver, Raph Pooh. They rap him to the beat and they rap him to the groove. <laughs> Every now and again, like I feel like like when I would go in the car, my buddy had Sirius. He put on like some rock stations or or whatever, and like that's how I would start to learn some new music. But other than that, yeah, like that'd be my only exposure. Like I'm starting to find new music to listen to from TikTok. Like it's been a couple of tracks where I'm like, like I've, I've been like, hey, what song is that? Because often you can often yeah, yes, you can push that sounds button, but sometimes it'll take you nowhere. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've a couple of times had to just play a TikTok through my like no play it through my phone because it's on my phone, but then put up a. The, the genius app next to it and just do the find the music you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like the, the, the what is that thing called uh, Shazam it's a Shazam type they have that they have an app like Shazam built into the genius app mm-hmm. and uh, that has helped a couple of times well like sometimes too like TikTok like the people who mix the audio will take like the song but they'll mix it with like a different beat or something mm-hmm. like there's this one version of this Ariana Grande song floating around that has kind of like a Timberland beat behind it. And, like, the actual Ariana Grande song doesn't have that. And I very much like the TikTok version better. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, DJ, put that out somewhere. Yeah. 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 There's a... That is interesting. Uh, uh, do you find yourself listening to newer music? Or are you just like, I listen to what I listen to? You know what I'm saying? I don't seek it out. But, like, if it like comes in, like, a movie or a TikTok or I hear it on, like, the radio if I'm in someone's car or someone tells me about something, you know, like, I'm I'm not, like, in high school anymore where, like, I'm waiting on bands to drop new albums and shit. Like, I have surprised some favorite bands where, like, I haven't heard their last, like, three albums. Like, I just, I get to a point where, like, I don't really bother. I don't put much effort in. I'm really bad about that. Same. I mean, I, I, I got the fill of music. I have enough music for a lifetime. And, uh, you know, you listen to sev- some songs several times and, you know, who has time for new music? If like I come perfect, across it, I come across it, I guess. Perfect example. I listened to that Childish Gambino camp album probably like a hundred times. Yeah. Never listened to another one of his albums at all. Like I've heard some songs here and there. Never listened to another single one of his albums. And like, you know, I've seen him in concert twice because I was there with you both times. Yeah. Yeah, I just I I, I I I don't know. I just uh, I'm I'm not I don't I'm not putting in a lot of 
effort per se, but I do. I'm aware when my when somebody I, I like drops some shit. You know what I'm saying? Vince Staples dropped a new album last week, and Vince and, and Vince been everywhere like kind of advertising. Maybe that's another thing. Places I fuck with. He was on Deezus Amaro. He was he had a real good NPR interview actually, which is the strangest thing to say about Vince Staples. But I knew Vince Staples had new work coming. Boom! I got. It. I knew Tyler had new shit coming a few weeks back, and so I was on it. And my my, my kids will sometimes put me on the game. Who somebody, somebody dropped the album the same day Tyler did, and he was so mad. <laughs> he was like, I don't know what the, what this dude was thinking because it's so whack. And I was like, yeah, there you go. You made your choice. I remember when uh, Nas's second album came out the same around the same time that I got Reasonable Doubt, and Reasonable Doubt was way better to me than uh, it was written. And so there you go. It, it happens. It, it it was written is my favorite Nas album. Like, Every time you tell me that, I'm I'm just I'm I just I just don't appreciate I, 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 I had three albums around that time that I listened to constantly. Um I, I didn't I didn't like um Reasonable Doubt is okay, but I'm not it's not my favorite Jay Z album. Um my favorite uh, Jay Z album probably right now is um American Gangster. Uh, but that's um, a good album. And Puff produced that, post that album, but that's a whole other story. But it was AT Aliens, Iron Man, it was written. But, um, I was about to say, like with new music, like I still like, you know, shift towards uh, artists I already listen to. And like, um, like the, I guess the, the newest artist I've been listening to lately. Not really even lately, uh, because um we've been listening to the backyard again is a lot in the car again. <laughs> but um I mean, was uh late. Benny the Yeah, Benny the Butcher. Like that's probably butcher. um, you know, probably the, the newest artist I've been listening to and I only you know got hip to him because um he was on Freddie Gibbs album. Um so I I like all them Griselda cats. Griselda. I, I, out of those Griselda cats, I like Benny the most. That's no disrespect to West Side Gun or uh or uh, Conway the Machine. Conway the Machine is nice. But hey, Conway the Machine is such a, a sweet name. Yeah, that's a pretty good name. I appreciate that name. If y'all could come up with music. what would be y'all rap names? Probably <laughs> Little Kitchen. Little Kitchen? I don't mind it. Little yeah. Kitchen, Little Kitchen. Little or Little? Nope, Little. Stick with Little. little yeah, kitchen. Little. We about to get shit burning. It just, it just, it, bro. We always cooking, us, always cooking, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, but like you got, like your AKA would be Big Knives or <laughs> <laughs> Little Kitchen Big Knives. Oh my god! Do remember? Do remember? Big Spoon, Little Kitchen. <laughs> you know the motherfucking meat cleaver. I keep this shit chopping. I, we can do this easily, sir. I just want you to know. This a walk is a little easier than you think. I think, you know I think by the next episode, I'm a, I, I have you a rap written, okay? <laughs> little kitchen. I'm going to lead off the show next week. <laughs> <laughs> Turn my headphones up. Oh, my God. Uh, I think I told T this, but I don't think I said this on the show. Uh, me and my my brother and my cousins wanted to start a, a hip hop group and we wanted to call it, <laughs> wanted to call it several Puerto Ricans in chaos. <laughs> I'll let you uh, spell that out. Like you do stays crunchy and milk and you'll understand what the joke was there. Mm. It's 
Well done, actually. <laughs> My whiteness will not permit me to, to, to say it. <laughs> I just, I don't know. When we were young and dumb, and none of us had any skills anyway, so I don't know what we were thinking. We just thought it'd be cool. I mean, we just gave Box a part of a rap career off of just the name. It, wor- it works sometimes, man. Sometimes you just have to make it, you know, channel that shit through. Sometimes when things are meant to be, they just come naturally. Indeed. So, how funny. Oh, my goodness. I didn't do a lot of news digging this week. Ant sent me a couple of stories, and both of them uh, seemed to fit the bill. Although, I did want to research this one just a little bit further. Why? If it's, if it's not true, then uh, it's not no, true. No, 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 no. It's not that it's true. That it's not true. It just seems to be weird that it came back around again. Oh, you're talking about COVID? <laughs> Uh, for whatever reason, months ago, I saw a story talking about Cleveland is the most stressed city. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it came out. The, it came out last week as if that that information was fresh, and everybody's like, "Cleveland is so." I'm like, "But I saw this forever ago when this this was was first put out there, and I don't understand how all, all of a sudden I don't I don't know why it." it, it it's because it like we're the Charlie back around. We're the Charlie Brown of the universe, like. We think something good's about to happen, and then usually the football gets pulled away. Yeah. Like, like the Cavs winning that title was like the most improbable shit of all time. I'm still waiting for like Kyrie to miss that three or something. <laughs> they'll find out one of them was uh, high during the game, and they'll uh... <laughs> retroactively take the trophy yeah, away, like yeah. like a high, like a college Heisman or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Cleveland will have to vacate the title because. Dan Gilbert was paying LeBron a hundred million under the table. <laughs> what if that? Co- what I don't know. I wouldn't want that to come out, but I'm sure it's probably true. There's got to be instances like that, right? Like fucking Udonis uh, uh, Haslam's been playing on the Miami Heat bench for like ten years now. The dude's like going to be like forty two years old, and he's still there. I saw something the other day like they want to sign him for the next season again. Like I think what it is is like. When they were putting the big three together, like ten years ago, he took a pay cut so that they could fit the motherfuckers in there. And I think they they gave him kind of like a wink, wink, like we'll hook you up on the back end kind of thing. They, they I wonder if they, uh, if they uh, kind of gave one of them. Uh, what's that? Is that Bob Bonilla? Or, or yeah, Bob Bonilla is Bob Bonilla who got that that contract. Oh, with the Mets still getting paid by the yeah. Mets. Well, like they can't like cap. Like uh, front office salaries, right? Like, the, like I imagine the teams can pay like a GM or like an executive, whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. So, like, if you're a player, and like, and like the team, you know, is the one employing you. It's not the league. So, like, what's to stop them from being like, okay, uh, who's popular right now? Like Damian Lillard. Say, say Damian Lillard's a free agent. What's to stop Portland from going? Okay, Damian Lillard, you sign with us for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for this coming season. And then, you know, like when you retire, we'll give you a, a cushy executive job for 30 million a year, you know? And then like Damian Lillard doesn't even have to show up to the office. Like he has one, like a door with his name on it, but he's off in the Hamptons or something every day. Like no one's actually checking on him and expecting anything of him, you know? Like there's probably some league wide rules about that, but like, 
how are you really going to police that? Like, say someone retires and then five years after they were like stopped playing, the team just starts throwing crazy amounts of money at them. Like, is the NBA really going to step in and be able to do something? Probably not. You know, just probably start tossing fines and shit. Maybe it was the most stressful city in 2020 as well as 2021. I don't. I can't call it, man. At least I really want to find the article, the original one from from some months back. But let's get to it. Uh, according to a website called Wallet Hub, another thing about this article, I've never heard of Wallet Hub. You ever heard of Wallet Hub and y'all travels? That's not the hub I'm familiar with. No, I'm not. Of, uh, in a study of more than 180, city, in 180 cities, none were more stressed than Cleveland. This is uh, David Dino Donatelli. Uh, editor's note, the above video was previously, a previous published story about Wallet Hub in Cleveland. So even now we know it was a previously published junk. So we've all had to deal with stress, especially over the last, past 16 months during the COVID-19 pandemic. According to a new study by Wallet Hub, no city in America is having a more difficult time handling stress in 2021 than Cleveland. To calculate rankings of 2021's most and least stressed cities, Wallet Hub compared more than 180 cities across four dimensions using 41 key metrics. The four dimensions are work stress, financial stress, family stress, and health and safety stress. The key metrics range from COVID-19 cases to average weekly work hours to divorce and suicide rates. Cleveland was number one in financial stress and family stress in the key dimensions and number three in health and safety stress among key metrics. Cleveland was number one in poverty rate as well as divorce rate, plus number two in lowest average hours of sleep per night. Oh. A, rec- a recent study on stress by the American Psychological Association found that more than six in ten adults have undesired weight changes since the start of pandemic and one in four essential workers have been diagnosed with mental health disorders. Here are the top 10 most stressed cities in the in, in United States, according to Wild Hub. Cleveland, Detroit, New Orleans, Baltimore, Newark, San Bernardino, California, Birmingham, Alabama, North Las Vegas, Nevada, Philadelphia, and Memphis. The so it's least, just like there's like a correlation between poverty and uh, stress? Shocking. The, the least stressed cities in America, South Burlington, Vermont. <laughs> Here's how the rest of Ohio fared in the study. Number 20, Toledo. Number 22, Akron. Number 26, Cincinnati. Number 83, Columbus. And again, like uh, uh, Gabe shoots the, shoots the, you know, shoots it right in the motherfucking head. It's poverty. Poverty and, and the stress related with that. Cleveland, Detroit, New Orleans. New Orleans, uh, Louisiana is one of the, poor, is one of the most poor, poor states in the union. Newark. I have no idea what's popping in San Bernardino, California, but North Las Vegas, Nevada seems like where probably everybody who works in Nevada lives. You know what I'm saying? Philadelphia is, 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 is. so and Memphis. Your boxes told you about what he saw when he was in Memphis. I was raised in Memphis, and uh, yeah, Memphis is uh is, is 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 has some 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 problems depending on what part of Memphis you're in. So I could see how. Poverty levels could lead to stress. I was two blocks from the Grizzlies. I was two blocks from the Grizzlies basketball arena, and I thought I was going to get robbed at the gas station. Like that's how bad Memphis was in the area I was in the first time. Where we were at, like when we went down for your aunt's funeral, it was it wasn't like anything spectacular, but it wasn't like bad or anything. It felt. Yeah, it felt very residential and very spread out. Yeah. What's Memphis Bleak doing about all this poverty? <laughs> Smoking that la la la. 
That's what he always did. Uh, a follow-up to that article, again, this is also on Channel 3's uh, website. Uh, how are you feeling, Cleveland? A little stressed out? More stressed out than any other place in America? If not, you must be doing something wrong, because you should be. According to the latest, <laughs> according to the latest clickbait list article that your cousin posted on Facebook, Cleveland is the most stressed out city in the nation. You may remember our good friends at Wallet Hub from countless previous lists that have informed us of how bad we are at everything and how foolish it is to live here. Notable past hits have ranked Cleveland as third neediest, 47th most obese, second saddest, 36th city for your skin, which may seem a little petty, 36th worst city for your skin. These lists are rarely flattering, often dubious in how they arrive at their conclusions, but darn if that doesn't stop us from passing them around and talking about them. I'm it's, guilty. It's human nature to want to compare things to, de to determine how we measure up against others, or at least how we are perceived to measure up. We like lists because they condense big concepts and ideals into easy, manageable bullet points that appeal to our ever-diminishing attention spans. So it's understandable why websites like WalletHub, Forbes, NerdWallet, etc. choose to go this route to get our attention. But how accurate can the results actually be, and how seriously should we take them? I spoke with Wallet Hub and the analyst Jill Gonzalez, who explained that the exa they examined around 40 different metrics to reach their conclusion. The rankings do change from year to year, but Cleveland typically is not moving in a lot of these factors, she explained. We do look at existing data points from everywhere, from the Bureau of Labor Statistics to the Department of Housing and Urban Development to Gallup and the CDC. So we're looking at a lot of different data points here. In terms of the financial stress and family stress, that were Cleveland, that's where Cleveland really hasn't budged too much in the past few years. Everything from high foreclosure rates and personal bankruptcy rates to very, are to very high, in fact, the highest separation and divorce rates. The most important thing to remember about all these lists, regardless of, their regardless of the methodology they employ, is they all have ulterior motives of some sort. No websites are engaging in exhaustive research ranking which cities are the best for walking your dog out of the goodness of their hearts. All of these <laughs> sites, in one way or other, are selling something. The primary way to make, they make money is by showing you ads. In Walla Hub case, it's for financial products. They get paid for you to, if you sign up for one of these offers through their site. Some list sites also gather information on, on you through cookies, allowing them to personalize future ads more directly towards you. All that said, this doesn't necessarily mean that these articles are entirely inaccurate, and obviously some sites are more, are more reputable and serious in their approach than others. We do our best to go around this, as to do our best to go about this as scientifically as possible, Gonzalez said. It's not a survey. We're not asking people how they feel. We really are quantifying it in terms of metrics, and the methodology comes up with, is, is come up with not only by our team, but we actually talked to a team of academic experts to come with this methodology as well. If you're trying to gauge the accurate, sorry, all of a sudden the article just started playing in my heads. Huh? All of a sudden the video just started playing in that article and it just out of nowhere and I could hear it, but you couldn't, so that's good. <laughs> if you're trying to gauge the accuracy of articles like these, it's all about the methodology. Where did the site get the information from? If it's based on data from places like Census Bureau and Pew Research, it has a better chance of being accurate than info derived from a phone survey of 100 people who are willing to answer the landline to respond to a phone and take questions from a website called clickmonkey.org. 
take those <laughs> take those results results with a big grain of salt. So next time you get annoyed when you see one of these lists pop up that says Cleveland has the worst bo or the ugliest children in the nation or wherever they throw us at us, just remember to check their sources and keep it in perspective. After all, literally anyone can make a list and put it online, like this list I just made of Cleveland's, th- Cleveland's three's most hated websites based totally on scientific <laughs> study conducted by me. Number three, Steelers.com. Number two, VeganHealth.org. And number one, you guessed it, WalletHub.com. Don't get mad about it. WalletHub, it's nothing personal. I only report what the data tells me. And for you, Cleveland, remember to keep those silly lists in perspective. There's, there's, there's certainly not anything to be stressed about. So. All right. I actually decided my new MC name would be uh, Click Monkey. <laughs> It's the click monkey in the building. Uh, so that was that. that that's, I'm, I'm glad we, we had that and, and, a, and a backup to, to, to discuss that. That led to some things. This is just funny. It's not it's not too long. Oh, it's longer than you think it would be, but uh, whatever, whatever. This is from the Daily Dot. Uh, Kath, Catherine Carden. Woman reports her Doritos Locos Taco missing from DoorDash order. Dasher caught Dorito dusted hand. A woman's taco was missing from her DoorDash order, which was no big deal until the evidence suggested the taco was eaten by the DoorDasher herself. In a TikTok posted Saturday, Caitlin8560, because this is the world we live in now, (laughs) it's like, what is that person's actual name? (laughs) Shares her DoorDash receipt from Taco Bell. She says when the food arrived at her door, the bag was ripped, but she didn't think much of it because things happened. However, when she went to divide the food up for her family members, she noticed that her own food, one Doritos Locos taco, was missing from the order. Also, common, happens all the time, she says. Not really going to worry about it. Just going to go ahead and get a little refund, call it a day, she says about the missing taco. But then she was sent the drop-off photo by her DoorDasher. Y'all, tell me that ain't Dorito dust on this woman's finger, she narrates. Tell me, y'all... Tell me this woman didn't eat my taco now. <laughs> <laughs> the photo shows a slightly crumpled bag of Taco Bell sitting in front of the door, the customer's door, but the photographer's fingers are in the shot, appearing to be covered in an orange residue. Some alleged DoorDashers commented on the video. Please get her fired so us honest dashers get more work. Oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> as honest a dasher, dashers. As a dasher, the seal should never be broken. That's what it's there for, so nobody's messing with your food. She broke the sacred Dasher code. Apparently, I do Uber Eats, and I was going to say, say, hey, Taco Bell is constantly missing stuff, but no, that's definitely Dorito dust. Others, other people said similar things have happened to them while using food delivery services. My Dasher ate our sub sandwiches in their car in front of our house, then marked it as delivered and drove away. <laughs> <laughs> that's some bold shit. I can't believe people would be so bold. The TikTok oh, no. This the TikTok is now seven six hundred seventy two thousand views, and Caitlin assures everyone that the DoorDasher was tipped thirty percent. All right, hold on. I'm about to send y'all something that makes me think this is a lie. So keep going. All right. Another user, Mangoes accused the TikTok of being fake. It's a funny story that would get a lot of likes on here. They commented. The original creator responded by posting another TikTok, which shows the full message and DoorDash reimbursement for missing tacos. 
This is not the first time a customer has acclaimed a DoorDashers ate their food. The Daily Dot previously reported on one dad who took off a bag who took off with a bag of food after taking a picture to prove it was delivered. Oh shit. Alright. What are you sending us in? Okay, I'm gonna send it to you now. This is the only thing reason this might be bogus. I just sent it in the chat. Taco Bell giving away free Doritos Locos Tacos. No, look at the picture. Look at the picture of the tacos. Doritos Los Tacos come in a sleeve. How would she ever have orange stuff on her fingers? Unless she just snatched them holes out and took it to the face. I hear you. Yeah. And, and ta- tacos are just messy enough that you try to stay within the confines of the taco. Especially if you have to eat it on a, on a run. You're, yeah, you're eating it in a car. You're definitely holding it by the sleeve. But cool story still. <laughs> Anthony over here solving crimes, y'all. <laughs> All these damn true 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 crime podcasts you're watching is putting them on the game. But uh, that's just that's the stories for the week. Uh, I mean, uh, one 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 Ohio related related yarn, and then a not. We've. Uh, all had some chats. I mean, is there anything that has been going on this week that y'all like? I'll be saving this one for the show. And if so, please share it with the class. Uh, me and my partner were talking the other day because, um, you know, kids are getting bigger. And um, you got to start getting rid of some of their smaller clothes. And we were trying to figure out a place that we could send them that we felt comfortable. Because we were... Uh, I guess we had come to the to the realization that the Goodwill is just like a uh, a, a company. It's not that doesn't really benefit anybody. Um, like I remember a friend of mine told me that when he was working there, <laughs> they would just Google stuff and look how much stuff costs on Amazon. I remember when I was a kid, books was all ten cent. Like you sent something, you got you got a book there that was all ten cent. No matter what the book was, no matter what the value of the book was, ten cent. But later on, okay, well this is a Stephen King book. This is three dollars. The rest of these is ten cent. When I was a kid, all shoes was two dollars. But now, nah, not that's not how it go no more. These is shoes is two dollars on this rack, but this shoe up here in the um in this glass container is thirty dollars. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So these jeans, these uh, like it, everything has changed. So we were like, I don't know if that's where we really want to take these clothes to because we don't know if this is where it's getting its best use. Yeah. Dude, when when I worked there, we had a booklet in the back for clothing mm-hmm. that had like there was like the base prices for like all clothing, like pants were like. 350 or jeans were like five bucks like shirt was 350 like that was the base but then there was like a box that had a list of like quote unquote more name brand clothes and if you got like a shirt or pants it was from those you were supposed to take the baseline price and add two dollars so then that shirt would become 550 or those jeans would be seven dollars or and if it was something like like say someone who was working there knew that that brand was like even more expensive than that, then they might consider putting it in the case up front for like a higher markup. So 
for example, baseline jeans, Wrangler. Then, if you got some polo jeans, is you add those two dollars in. But yep. if you back back in the day, if you got um, some true religions, they they go in the glass case. Basically, yeah, you you nailed it. Like I remember one time we had a, I think it was BCBG was like the hot shit at the time, uh-huh. and and we had like a BCBG dress that went in the case for like a hundred bucks. Mm. So that means it must have been three. Online or something like that. I don't even think they like looked that one up in particular. I think they just guessed. Hundred dollars. <laughs> Why are you telling yeah. me this guess is that damn good? Dude, I'm telling you, it's sold. That's the thing. Like they're like, because like they had this very conversation when I worked there. Like, like management talked about this in like meetings and shit, where it was like they were trying to shift. The, the thought of like people thinking that Goodwill was like a 10 cent store into an actual, like they were trying to make Goodwill when I, well, this is what I worked there like 10 years ago. They were trying to make it so that people considered Goodwill a retail store that was just like a step below like Kmart or Walmart. They weren't trying, they didn't want Goodwill to be thought of as like a thrift store where you go to get cheap shit. We don't got cheap shit. We just got shit. Yeah, we got used all right stuff. Motherfucker. When my my mom (laughs) managed uh, like Goodwills back in the day, Goodwills whole thing was they were would hire uh, disabled people, so they'd have a job and an opportunity, you know, to have a job and work. And so they had disabled people, you know separating clothes or you know doing whatever that's that was the that was the gig any any disability because lots of times people with disabilities couldn't find work this is of course the 80s so whatever whatever i who knows how you know whatever how it was working at that point in time but they were kind of like a a charitable organization you know what i'm saying but of course they were a store and trying to hustle and stuff like that there but that was their main point it's like they were they were hiring people who normally could not be gainfully employed Elsewhere, just because society was on some bullshit, and giving them an opportunity to have, to, to have a job, you know, and that, that's how, that's what made them like a good operation to to, to fuck with. I have no idea what their impetus is at this at this point in time. Yeah. When I when I first started working there, a lot of the staff was like churchy older black women, uh-huh. especially that particular location I was at. But that's because apparently the lady who was the manager. Prior to the guy who was the manager who was who hired me, was a churchy older black lady. So she hired churchy older black ladies, and then um, when that guy took over, he started hiring more younger people. Like there was young girls. He treated it kind of like a strip club, where like he <laughs> he he hired big dudes to work the warehouse, and then he hired cute young girls to be the the cashiers. Now, now this is where I feel like they fucked up, because older churchy black ladies don't know what true religion genes are. (laughs) Well, so that was the thing. A lot of them ended up leaving because they didn't like the new manager. They didn't like his personality. They didn't like the way he was managing. And a lot of them ended up leaving. A couple of them, like the lady who was the manager prior to him. She had left to go take the store the, that was the main store on East 55th down at the office down there. 
like where the, the local headquarters was. And a couple of them that like she had hired there, they transferred to go move to that store with her because they didn't want to leave her. And they didn't want to be with the other dude. Makes sense. So on Google's website, it says, uh, Google Industries International has a plan to collaborate with like-minded partners to ensure everyone has had the skill and support needed to earn a good job, advance in a sustainable career, and provide for their family. So he still claimed to be doing the old school, basically trying to take care of people who otherwise couldn't get a gig. Uh, the dramatic reshaping of the labor market is having an outsized impact on people who can least afford to bear the burden. Individuals in low-wage jobs, those with a high school education or less, women and individuals who identify as Black or Latine have disproportionately high levels of income loss due to reduced hours, lowered wages, furloughs, and layoffs discussing COVID. It was the same thing when I first got hired in there because we just had gone through the housing crash. Yeah. yeah. So, like, when I got a job there, how jobs were hard to come by back then. Like, I remember we had people who, were like, had, like, were, like, fucking nurses like like nurses and shit that like couldn't find a medical job that were applying to goodwill because it was like nothing out there that's wild but what what have you discovered in your research have y'all found a place that says i think this place is ethical and i would like to maybe you know give 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 the clothes to them to be no, we. I don't think we we quite found a place because, like, you know, those yellow bins that's like that'll be in front of stores. The, the it says World something on there. Yes. Though they just wash those clothes and ship them overseas. That's all for profit. They do that, and then they also sell them in bulk to Goodwill. <laughs> when I worked there, there were times where our donations would be slow. So there was times where they actually would go buy those bulk clothes from that company so that we would have stuff in the store to process. Wow. Is there a, a, a local shelter maybe that can use it? You know what I'm saying? Women's shelter or something like that? Um, they, they, sometimes they'll take stuff, but it like they have you know parameters that, that didn't make sense for us. Like, okay. you know, you just want to, you know, send stuff and they're like well it needs to be folded it needs to be this it needs to be that i'm like dude we're just trying to get rid of these clothes well have you, uh, I, we, I know we were talking about it after i got my my quilt maybe uh going through and finding whatever you would like to make a maybe a a, a quilt with and then uh i have uh i have one of xander's baby blankets i have Two of Lee's little baby dresses, but I think that's about all I actually have. And I got uh, one of them binky. I think it's Lee's binky. Uh, and uh, and that's it. That's about all I kept from the whole realm of clothes from that. You know. Yeah, that I, regard. I, I I actually would like to um, learn how to. Well, I know how to sew a little bit, but I want to learn how to sew with a sewing machine so yeah. I can make a uh, make a a quilt. I, I know for a while there, my mom was donating clothes to a church, I think in Garfield Heights, um, the church would like take the donations and kind of have like a, I don't know, like a cachet, we'll call it, of, of clothes for like the needy. So like they wouldn't sell it off for profit or anything. Like they would keep it and then like distribute it to those who needed it. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's as simple as that, finding some church around the way that, 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 is, that is constantly looking for a, a hand, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that, that that is an interesting conundrum to kind of bump into. Well, cause, yeah, because that's the thing. Like, if you haven't worked in the we'll call it charity industry, mm. 
you think that like you give something to a store and then it all stays there and like they sell it for cheap and it goes to people and you know like there's just so many more layers involved in all of that that like you you're not aware of unless you've like spent time behind the curtain. Like when I worked there, um, they would hire people like you were talking about, like like maybe a little disabled could work in another place, but like could work in Goodwill. Well, they could work there as long as they kept up with all the like I guess like non-disabled people. And if they did, they couldn't keep up, they wouldn't keep them. Like they, there was a program there that was for training like um, people with disabilities, but like. They were kind of like free labor. It was a government-run program that would come into the store and work from like 8 to noon or something like that. And uh, Goodwill didn't pay them. I think Goodwill may have even gotten paid for them being in the store. It was kind of like they got four hours of free labor out of all the people in the program, and then they got paid to let them be there. (sighs) It's some shifty, shady shit in the the world, in the realm of uh, charitable organizations. Well, like even because like Goodwill uses uh, the community service people for free labor, because that that was how they got away with keeping our staff numbers low and our pay low, because like they would out- use a lot of free labor from community service and then that disabled work training program to make up the difference. I did community service out of Goodwill before. That was but- the program I used to run there because like I was a store manager and my like. We didn't have, like, quote-unquote, like, job titles, per se, when it came to certain aspects of how the business was run. But I was kind of like the unwritten manager of the court community service program for that sort. So, like, I checked all the time cards. I accepted all the new applicants. You know, like, there was a time where I... And this is when I was young, and I'm surprised this dude didn't kill me. But <laughs> I, I got in the face of like a 350 pound, like six foot seven black dude, and I told him to go home because he wasn't listening to what I was telling him to do. And I was like a 23 year old white kid, six foot one, you know, like I don't know. It was just like I was like not trying to flex, but like he just kept not like doing what we asked them to do. And I was just like, all right, well, someone's got to tell us motherfucker to get the hell out of here. I guess it's going to be me. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, I was, that I, I, I would have thought I would have caught a two piece, but you know, <laughs> I wasn't that brazen. I, all I did was I threw the bags. They told me to throw. <laughs> and that was it. I did my four hours and dipped. That was basically what it was. Is like, I was just asking them to take the trash out and make sure that like it got spread out evenly in the dumpster. And he just, it was just like, nah. All right, well, get the fuck out of here. Go to jail. <laughs> like, like it's yeah, so easy. Yeah, they don't give violent offenders mm-hmm. uh, that kind of community service. It's usually traffic stuff. Yeah, it, it'd be like uh, seatbelt stuff, DUI. Like, like well, we weren't even allowed to take violent offenders. Like they yeah. had like specific yeah, they, things. They yeah, they like, won't give it to them. Sometimes, like, the court will give community services certain types of offenses, but Goodwill itself had a policy to not take people with violent offenses and things like that. So it, it does come up. Like, like say, like, a, a kid just turned 18 gets into a fight. He might not go to jail. They might just give him community service. But because it was a violent act, Goodwill wouldn't accept him. 
Yeah, I've I've had some really good community service experiences. Like because all my um like everything I've ever done was like oh it's been traffic stuff. Like one time um I I did Goodwill once. Um I did cleaning a church once. Another thing I I got a time um I did um community service at a at a hockey rink um and mm-hmm. in, in Warrensville. I was like, man, this place is cool. I wouldn't mind having a weekend job here. But man, there, I, there were some people who like you're talking about, like we're in and out, mm-hmm. like maybe like eight hours. They come spend a Saturday there and they'd be done. I had one dude who did a thousand hours. Damn. He had like two years to get it done, and he like dicked around the first year. So there was literally like the, like those last six months where like he was he cramming. Was just, he was there with me every evening and then like on Saturdays and shit too. Like he, he spent some Sundays there. Like he he was there like it was like he was on staff. <laughs> what the fuck did he do to be there for two years? Damn. It, well they gave him two years to complete it. Okay. So like it was it was just the fact that like he dicked around on not showing up for the for a while in the beginning. But it was like a it was a DUI offense. Oh. Because like yeah. I had another guy who did five hundred hours for DUI stuff. Whew, man! Like I remember the what I think the first judge. Because I mean, it was my first time ever. Like I, it had to be like stopping a red light, or I mean, not stopping at a red light or something like that. It was the first time I got like eight hours, and I had to come for two weekends. But the mm-hmm. the rest of the time is like just like okay four hours, mm-hmm. but um that I remember like it it was like a, it wasn't like a club but it's just like it was like two dudes I went to high school with <laughs> it was like it was a bunch of people I knew like we was in the back talking on our break and stuff like I do shit yeah blah, blah. it was it was really fun <laughs> and but then <laughs> um the second time is when I I did it at the hockey rink. And, like, I was just sitting there. I remember the judge asked me what I did for a living. It was like, okay, well, um, like, I sat there and did paperwork at the hockey rink. Like, it was like, well, you can fill out these forms for us. And I just sat there for, for like, for four hours filling out forms on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Yeah, man, like, most of the shit that we'd have them do, because, like, like, the people who were there for a long time, like the 500-hour dude, we would train him on something that was, like, like a daily store task. Mm-hmm. Like, we like we would train him to sort clothes. Because, you know, like, Goodwill doesn't wash those clothes. They come into the store and, and like, whatever the person decides to donate them in, then the, the person who works there rips open a bag or whatever they come in, goes through them. If they're dirty, they go into a baler bin, which those get weighted and shipped overseas. So that Goodwill makes a profit on those. And then whatever's like clean to the eye and good to sell in the store. Gets you can't priced. see the cum. <laughs> yeah, you can't see the cum. They don't blacklight it. So like if it if it's clean to the eye and good enough to sell, they put the tag on, they put on a hanger and it goes in the store. There is no watching process. There's no laundry. Yeah. So like when you try shit on there, you're you're doing it at your own risk. But like, yeah, like if we had people who were working like a couple hundred hours or something. 
it's like we would spend some time and like train them to sword clothes or something like that, you know, uh, like, but most of the time it was like the people with the short hours, it'd be like, oh, go sweep the store, or, go grab the shopping carts or take the trash to the dumpster, you know, carry this dresser, to this person's car, or, like, you know, that kind of shit. Yeah. And uh, this is my last comment. I remember like years ago when I um, dropped off stuff at the at the Goodwill, they'll fill out the, the tax sheet. The dude just handed me the tax sheet and that was it. I can fill it out and put whatever I want down. Yeah, like when I first started working there, we were kind of just like real meticulous about it. But like after a while, we we're just kind of like it got to the point where like I was giving people credit for extra bags. I'd be like, "Oh, you donated fifteen bags of clothes. Here you go." Like I don't care because like I'm not filling out the value. It doesn't ding the store in any way. All you really needed is in case you get audited. Yeah. Well, we got the receipt. That's free and clear. Like we can put seventy-eight bags out if we wanted to. Yeah, you really could. I donated an entire home's worth of material, Yana. Yeah, you donated. Your 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 aunt uh, retired and moved to Florida. You cleaned out her house. You donated a dining room table set, a, a TV, some lamps, uh, a couch, some bags of clothes. You know, because you cleaned out her house, man. Estate sale. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what about the rest of you? Uh, I had to work, work to sleep the food bank uh, as probation of one of my arrests. This is That's not the question, man. So I'm just saying if you had any other stories you want to share this week. I didn't, oh, I thought you just, I thought we were doing our, talking about our charitable work. No, no. I mean, if Gabe wants to talk about the time he did community service, that's fine. I'm not going to tell him no. All right. Uh, for you to share with the, to share with the, how your week went and so forth and so on. Eh, nothing to talk about. Uh, me and the boy tomorrow might go see a movie because it's uh, dad. It's one on one time with dad and my oldest son. And did you, did you go see uh, uh, Black Widow? No, not yet. Uh, that's going to be uh, my daughter wants to go see that, and she's like, you know, you don't go see that without me. So if it's did I anybody see, did any of you guys see it yet? I did. I have not oh, seen it. Was it yet. good? I I, it, I love all Marvel movies, so it's relatively easy. But that one in particular has a, a real, a real good about. It's like I, it's like you never knew how much you needed the Marvel movies <laughs> to come back until you get one. You like oh, okay, this all this all this this uh this uh really feels a hole that I didn't realize I had this whole goddamn. 16, 18 months of fucking bullshit. Should I just watch the Loki finale for the second time right before we started recording? I've only watched the first two episodes of Loki. Is Loki good? It's 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 the best it, of the Marvel series. It's fantastic. Yeah. Oh. And that last episode, it's like, I could, I'm like, this is where they spent their money. They spent a lot of money on that episode. And you wouldn't even think it. But it's like it's the it, like that start alone. I'm like, yeah, they they was they, they really was like, we got some dough left over. You want to spend it now? Like, yeah, let's spend it now. Well, like like how WandaVision got like nominated for all these awards, I could yeah. easily see Loki getting that kind of treatment next go around. Sure. Yep, yeah. But yeah, Black Widow is uh, is 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 way dope, way exciting. Like I said, uh, uh, exciting Marvel Marvel flick. It's a post credit scene. 
did not do much for me, but uh, basically what everybody, I know it's a lot of like, you know, you got to, how it was supposed to have gone is you, you should have got that post-credit sequence and then you would have gotten the post-credit sequence in uh, Captain and Winter Soldier and you would have been like, who the fuck is this broad? And you still, either way, are still like asking who the fuck is this broad? What is going on with her? So that 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 is going places. But uh, damn good, man. A damn fun movie, man. Uh, I was very impressed with it. Okay, Mike, go see that Saturday with the two oldest. There you go. Well, yeah, and I'll uh, maybe I'll start Loki tomorrow. So, like, like someone like you, Gabe, you have like all these kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. When you go to the movies, like, would it be more cost efficient for you as a family to go to the movies, or to say like have Disney Plus and to spend the thirty dollars to get it at home? Uh, if the whole family's watching it. It might be more cost efficient to watch it at home, uh, but they want to see it in the theater. And uh, my two youngest kids, they, they don't have any interest in this movie. They're not going to be able to sit through it. Yeah, because it, it's something that I've talked about with my buddy. Like, if you went like opening night, like say like him and his girlfriend went opening night, the two tickets for them to go to the movies to see it, it's going to be comparable to the cost of just buying it on Disney Plus and watching it at home. But, like, I think for some movies, I wouldn't want to do that. Like, Black Widow, I probably would because I don't care enough to, like... Like, that would be one I'd be willing to watch at home for the cost if I was sharing the cost with somebody else. But, like, coming down the pipe, like, Eternals... Eternals seems important enough to where, like, I'd want to go see that one in theaters. Like, Shang-Chi or whatever, like... Like, to me, that's kind of like Black Widow or, like... Right now, I have no personal attachment to a guy that I just heard about for the first time a couple months ago. I've never heard of the character ever in my life before the trailer. It's a good-looking movie, though. So it could. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm just gonna say I fuck with that actor because I I love this uh, Canadian show, uh, Kim's Convenience, and he was in that show. Mm -hmm. And he like he shows on the screen, but that's just like that's junk. And I'm like, do it. And I'm like, oh shit, it really is. Like, well, I fuck with that dude, so I'm all the way in for Shane. Plus, it came out like three days before. The oldest son. Yeah, from Kim. He's Kim. he's wow. He, he is Shang Chi, correct? Yeah. Well, like Shang Chi, like I have no personal attachment to it. So like, it can either end up with like like Black Widow for me. Where like Black Widow, like I already know shit about. Like I haven't seen the movie yet, and I haven't actually looked up spoilers. But there's been so much talked about of the shit that would come out of that movie that I feel like I already know the major plot points of the movie. I already know what happens to the character. You know, like multiverse notwithstanding, yeah. and then like based on what T just said, I know the fucking end credits scene now because I've already seen Captain Sol- Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier. Dead ass. It might as well be the same fucking scene. And plus, just, I already just a different yeah. Character. Plus, I already knew that that like person was supposed to be in that movie, and that the movie was supposed to come out before the show. So like, that's the problem with like the way COVID pushed things. Mm. News reports came out, and like stuff got jumbled up. So it's like I've heard some of the stuff. And, like, you see the trailer. It's like I know fucking Taskmaster's in the movie because I saw him in the goddamn trailer on YouTube. You know? I only so know because they, they made Taskmaster toys. That's the other thing. It's like a lot of this shit gets spoiled because the toy lines come out. Like, I've already seen characters for Shang-Chi because Funko Pops are already fucking hitting the internet streets. It's like merchandising has hurt movies for me a lot in the past. 
because like a lot of the characters end up coming out in, in the in the toy announcements and it ruins the potential like surprise of them coming to the movie you know that's that is a a, a take I, I, I never I, I don't feel like I've been spoiled on anything you know what I'm saying I just that's, I don't guess I don't look at spoilers that way sometimes like if some real surprising shit has been snatched up from me I'm be like I'll be like damn I'll be waiting this whole time for this surprise to happen. Most of the time, I just can't, most of the time I'm old at this point. I just forget that shit was told to me. It kind of, it kind of, it kind of ruins it for me because I go in looking for it. It's yeah. like when so, it's like when someone tries to tell me what they thought of something, but like they tell me in a way where like they're not trying to tell me what happens, but they're telling me how they felt about it. Like I have yeah. one buddy who's real bad about that. It's like um, that they came out with a Monster Hunter movie based off the video game. Yeah. And, like, I was going to watch it, but then he goes and he, like, he tells me how much he dislikes it, this, that, and the other. And it's, like, he killed any kind of momentum I was going to have to go see that movie. Like, now I haven't watched it, you know? It's, like, not that I thought it would be great, but I was just kind of like, oh, I'll watch that. But then he shit on it so bad where I'm just like, oh, shit, I, but I really want to do this. Or it's, like, you go into it and, like, they, they talk it up so much that, like, you go into it with these expectations that, like, it might not be able to to reach for you, and like it's not that you dislike it, but you were expecting the moon and the stars, and like maybe you only got the sky, and now you're kind of like <laughs> shitting on it in a way where like maybe you wouldn't have shit on it if you just went and saw it without any outside influence. Well, I I am uh, I'm wild hype for Shang Chi, not just because well one because my man is in it, but also that that latest trailer that shows Abomination in it, and I'm like, oh okay, we well, didn't spoil that. It's in the commercial. <laughs> I know it's in the commercial. But, but that, no, yeah, I, but should, that, I mean, that, don't put it in the commercial. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're saying. Like, you know, like. I, I feel like, uh, I feel like if, because if they're very, Disney and, and, and Marvel is pretty good about sometimes just outright telling you lies. You'll see something in a, in a commercial that was never in the movie. They just sometimes will do that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I never, you can never take their commercials at full, at full face value. But they have said, yes, that is Abomination. Yes, he's in this movie. And I'm just hype off of that because we hadn't seen Abomination since, uh, uh, what was that? Incredible Ed Hulk. Norton? Yeah, Incredible Hulk? Yeah. And, and no, like, that right. was the first one. That was, no, was no, 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 no. No, that, was, yeah, that, that, wasn't the, that wasn't the Eric Banner one. That was the Ed Norton one. And, uh, and that's when uh, they was fighting in like the streets of New York. That video game was good. Because that was the one where Tony Stark made the appearance in the post credits scene, end, right? He did. It yeah. came out. It came out after uh, Iron Man. And in fact, that was again. <laughs> that's those two movies are so are super important because those two movies start the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because Iron Man did so well, the universe was like, "Gee, let me let's see if we can do a little something, something." So that's how you end up with your you know your your second post credit sequence. And it's a uh, Thunderbolt Ross sitting at the bar getting drunk, holler, coming in, and it's uh, you know what I'm saying it's this Tony Stark walking in to holler at him, and uh, yeah, man, I, I I came to this realization the other day that for me, I don't think the Hulk is a good enough character to have solo movies. Well, won't get him. He's anymore a hard because, one because he belongs to Universal, and he, they and the only way only way he can be in any movies is to be in a. Uh, an ensemble. Uh, an ensemble cast. Yeah. So. I get that, but I'm just talking about the character in general. Because I feel like the comics, you get a lot of, like, the Hulk. You know, like, the anger and the, the smashing and all that. But, like, you only have to go panel to panel. You don't got to fill 20 minutes of angry grunt smashing, you know? Mm. Like, 
there's only so much development that can be done there. Like, I feel like him being in the ensembles, he, he's a solid part of the ensemble because it's not like you don't have to worry about developing him so much. But when it's just two hours of the Hulk, there's only so much you can work with there. He's, well, he's like, can... he's non-speaking for half the movie. Well, that's the point. Like I said, you give him, you give Professor him, a, Hulk. You give him a lot of banner, and that's how you end up making it work. It, mm-hmm. it just needs to be the, the right writer and the right director. Yeah. Like... Who wouldn't want to see like an hour and a half movie or the first half? I mean, in these days and times, who doesn't know about the Hulk? Why do you need all? You don't need setup and shit no more. Yep. Did you? I, I like that. I like. And I, I like. I said we. I think we've come far enough along for Spider Man and the Hulk and certain characters. But like, you don't need to tell me he was struck by gamma radiation. We good there. So that you you can scoop that bullshit away. We just focus on Banner doing some Banner shit and Hulk doing some Hulk shit, and it's dope. But I, I hear you. I, I, I get it. Where you, you think like you don't know where 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 that could work as a you know a solo I feel, movie. I feel like I could write a great Hulk movie. The first half an hour to get you in Hulk shit. Second, you know, 15, 20 minutes Banner shit. Then some more Hulk shit. Then some Banner shit. Then. The whole last part of the movie, Hawk shit, last five minutes, banner shit. Boom. Uh, I didn't follow I, the timeline on that quite as well as I probably should have. Hulk <laughs> banner, but, Hulk, but, Hulk, banner. <laughs> but I do feel that Hulk, banner, Hulk is at least a solid start. Yeah. Because, like, you, you get to jump into some action. Right and, away. Right away to carry you into the middle of the, the meat of the movie. Where, like, at that point, then you're using Banner to kind of, like, explain what you already saw and then set up the final act. But then to, like, go Hulk and then switch back to Banner and then back to Hulk again. I feel like, like that's too much switching. Like, I feel like you got to go high, low, high but with the Hulk. That, that's, that was, but that's part of the comic book, though. It's like the fact that he still is Banner in there. And just, just like, for example... In all the Spider Man, in all the Spider Man comic books, when when he runs out of the web fluid, like that was something that happened all the time in the comic books. Like he ran out of web fluid, what the fuck is he gonna do? Like sometimes midair. Yeah, or like in, in the in the Incredible Hulk comic books, at the wrong time he was sometimes Banner. Yeah, and I don't know. That I mean, but that's just my thought. And then about, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. People are paying to hear this, but just not this show. <laughs> well, and, and I th- like that whole Spider-Man conundrum. That was why, like the Sam Raimi movies, they went with the uh, he generates the shit out of his wrists. That way, they didn't have to worry about the whole like running out of the fluid shooter stuff. You know? Yes, I do remember that um, that they uh, that they that they set set that up. And then I and feel that, like in the, in the new ones, like they use the Tony Stark suits to kind of get around it in that way, where like the suits just generating it. Yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, I, uh, again, this, the combination of a uh, Loki, Black Widow, uh, just 
again, just reinvigorated me. I'm super hyped for more Marvel, Marvel shit. I'm glad we get like three more movies this year. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll take all, serve them all up. I am down. I saw like a, a listing of the timeline this morning and it's just like for the next like 12 months, man. It's like six movies, like three TV shows. It's just like you're going to be eating, sucking, living Marvel for the next 12. Like just shoot it in my face, daddy. Pretty much, man. I'm pretty much that. What if looks amazing? I'm pretty hyped about She Hulk because I know who the writer is. So and, and who's I, the writer? Like She Hulk. I like the actress. My man, uh, Cody Ziggler. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's who wrote on that. Uh, you song was a uh, uh, was an assistant on that. So I'm I'm, I'm hyped about. That's where crazy that's how that how that um, all connects back to podcast. Yeah, yeah. I like. I'm at the point where like I haven't truly yet grasp the concept of just how awesome our fall movie schedule is going to be because like ghostbusters was supposed to come out last summer like that's coming out this fall yeah. like we yeah we got all these marvel movies coming out like this fall is going to be like fucking movie central suicide mm-hmm. squad suicide squad in august so if you really want to just whatever like I said it's going to be it's so it's, it's loki uh black widow here in july Suicide Squad in August, Shang Chi in uh in September, uh, Candyman October, Eternal, Eternals in November, Spider Man's in December, in December okay. Uh, then I believe in February or March we get is Ant Man first or is it Doctor Strange first? Doctor Strange, Ant Man's not until twenty twenty three, I think. Okay, okay. Wow, that's a wow. Yeah, that'll be your best than you think. I, I'm, I'm like, well, I mean, because all these things are like, are, are like, say, actually, they, they just, it might even be Thor before Doctor Strange. It's one of, I, actually, it's real close. Like, I think they're like back to back, but I don't remember the order. Yeah, I could. Mm, I don't want to look it up. Yeah, and like we got the the Hawkeye show coming up on Disney Plus, like in a couple months. All right, there it is. Okay, so here's your upcoming, uh, your your upcoming moves. Let me just throw the list out for myself. <laughs> Because they have a list here, and I'm like, that doesn't seem to be. So we get uh, Shang-Chi in, in September, Eternals November, Spidey December, Doctor Strange is March. So Doctor okay. Strange is up first. Thor Love and Thunder, May. Uh, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, July. Uh, the Marvels, November of next year. Ant-Man, February. So it is a February, just 2023. That's where I got those that, that from. Guardians, May of 2023, and then like you know we we kind of mixed Deadpool in there re- this week when uh they when uh, we got him in the uh, Korg sitting there doing a little a preview of a uh, Freeman that also looks pretty good. So if we you know talking about movies, I kind of want to see Freeman. So Free Guy, I think whatever the fuck it is. Uh, so. I'm just like I said. I'm just I'm hype off of this shit, man. I'm just excited for more Marvel shit. And I know at some point somebody's gonna be like, "I'm sick of Marvel shit," and blah blah blah. But for right now, well, they ain't did me dirty yet. So. People have been saying that, and like they've they've been good though. I might have felt like that before Loki, but now after Loki, like I'm hundred percent invested again. Like I'm all all in. Yeah, goddamn, that shit was so good. Um did did you get that um. Miles Morales uh, comic that uh, that Zig wrote? No, but I, I oh, I smacked the shit out of that mic. Sorry, I I just uh, I just was gonna read it on my uh, on my iPad. Okay, so, <laughs> that's just the the intent with that particular one. I actually was if I, can, yeah, you can't see it. 
I was going through the, the comics I got on my shelf. So that little stack is all the the uh, the, the hip hop covers. Mm-hmm. And then these these are just some Lucy's that I cop some 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 stuff of, and I actually just was like, I need to read through my damn comics. And I got like this drawer right here to my to my immediate left is is uh the late X Men run from uh maybe a year maybe two years ago now that uh I copped because you know X Men is my guy so and they they gave him a, they gave him a nice little run so I was like let me buy those and I got a bunch of the variant covers and shit so that's pretty hype so. He means out here, man. I'm, I I don't collect a lot of physical comics no more. But that's it. Like I said, I read comics. These movies are coming out. Why the Last Man is about to drop uh, later this year. I'm super excited. What's that? That movie a t- TV show? TV show on FX. So, okay, yeah, that should be good then. That's a series. Yeah. That's that's a yeah, that's a comic that lends itself to a series more than a movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, surely. Yeah. Unless you made a bunch of movies, which you know. But yeah, so um, uh, it's a lot of like like Mark said, it's a lot of stuff coming here in the latter half of uh, 2021 that I'm like I'm I'm wildly excited for myself. So I'm with you on that. So that's what's up. <laughs> All right, has everybody spoke their truth <laughs> for the week? I, I didn't have much to say. Fair enough. That's, oh yeah, I started off the yeah, I started off the uh, comic discussion by talking about uh, seeing uh, movies. The movie we were talking about seeing is Space Jam: A uh, New Legacy, and I'm like, oh, it's got bad reviews, and I didn't see the first Space Jam. I'm like, do I need to speed to see the first Space Jam? It's on Hulu. I don't imagine so, but um, I'm gonna watch that. But it's gonna be on HBO Max. So I'm just gonna watch it at home. Yeah. It's 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 like the first Space Jam ain't that good. It, you probably you might some people might have a history. Ho 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 ho! You watch your goddamn mouth. <laughs> some people have a history. Of, my problem with space, the first Space Jam is at that point, it was hmm, a bit after Mel Blanket died, so I was not used to the new voice of, of the, the various Looney Tunes. I was like, I don't like this guy, these guys at all. I'm, I'm, I'm used to, you know, years and years of Mel Blank's, uh, you know, version of this character. So all this shit sounds weird to me. Uh, I didn't fuck with Michael Jordan. And so <laughs> it's like... You did fuck over the Cavs. In general, I just didn't fuck with Michael Jordan, and so I just didn't fuck with Space Jam. I'd probably more, I mean, would be more likely to fuck with this Space Jam because it's got Don Cheeto in it. It's got a weird ass looking like you could have all the bad guys in the Warner Brothers collection on the on the on the on the bad guy side. This go around, I'm like, that's pretty cool. So I don't hmm. know. I never. I'm, it's like, like I said, I can't, I feel like I sh- I straight up can't trust reviewers lately because like every episode of 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 Loki up until this last one. IGN gave uh, to me wildly middling reviews of. There was all sixes and sevens, and I'm like, "What the fuck is you watching?" Because this show is so much better than that. Hmm. So it's like I've been very much distrustful of critic criticism, cinematic criticism lately, because motherfuckers really be on that whole. We want they want they want art, and it's like sometimes I just want a goddamn good time, bro. Especially after a year and a half being locked in my house. So I like the Tomorrow War just fine, and I know most critics is like this is crazy and. Blah, blah, and this is bullshit and so forth and so on. I'm just like, I can't call it, man. Tomorrow so War to me was like, like a, Tomorrow War to me was like a seven. Perfectly cromulent seven. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like a it was an alright movie. Exactly. Sometimes that's all you need, man. It's yeah. like so Space Jam will probably be an alright movie. Yeah, if Space Jam if this Space Jam was like a seven, like that's fine. Like I know that the original Space Jam's not like a fucking like masterpiece, but like it's a it's a it's a 
cultural iconic movie for like people of my generation. Like, uh, I remember like my family, I think, I think to this day, I could be wrong, but you know, I've lived through 35 Christmases. And as far as I can remember, that's the only movie that I've ever gone and seen on Christmas. My whole family, like we had a, like a family get together for Christmas that day. Like my whole family, like my dad's whole side of my family, and then after dinner, we all got in, into like multiple cars and went to the movies and saw Space Jam as a family. That's a that's a fine. That's a great yeah. movie. Yeah, I, I I just can't expect this movie to be that level of excitement and campy all in one. Yeah, Space Jam is almost a perfect movie. The thing about it, though, like I think it's gonna hurt this new one, is that. LeBron is very divisive in as far as people's opinions of him. People either really love him or they really go out of their way to try and like troll him and fuck with him. Whereas like Jordan, I don't feel like got that same level of trolling. And it could be new social media age is skewing skewing me. But like you know, it's like People really compared LeBron to Jordan, and like this is not going to help avoiding that conversation. Surely, but LeBron James is currently in fucking Fortnite. He'll do just ducky because there are plenty of children who look up to LeBron James, like plenty of children looked up to Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. It'll be fine, and I think it's it's nothing but helped that this movie is uh, available on HBO Max. You know what I'm saying, and so forth. It'll be it'll it'll, it'll do just doesn't. If my boy wants to see it, my boy's gonna get to see it in yeah, theater, exactly. and that's what he, that's what he because it's it's his night to pick out what he wants. Yeah, props, man. So. And and chicken fingies can be available. <laughs> they changed that, that whole menu at that uh at the uh, the Regal, and it's just like so now they got Pepsi instead of Coke, they got Red Vines instead of Twizzlers. I actually think I actually told Vanessa I'm probably going to write to Regal about the Red Vines Twizzle situation. I do not. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! You got you guys don't sneak in your own snacks. Uh, situationally, but this time I didn't. I went and, I, and let me tell you something. For the first time, he, he eating beans. This nigga eating beans. <laughs> For the first time in seriously in years, we finished popcorn at the movie. We got a medium popcorn, butter popcorn. And we actually finished that back. I ain't finished the back popcorn movies ever. <laughs> well, I mean, not ever, ever, but like I said, it's been a long time where it's just been like we actually together managed to knock out a bag of popcorn. I was impressed. Man, was back tasty. in the back in the day, I remember sneaking a three liter of Fago in to, to when I saw Orange County. You really was eating beans. This nigga really <laughs> wasn't eating beans, y'all. Oh my god! I'm going to see Roger Rabbit, and my mama took like a whole ass hero hero in that bitch, and I was so wildly embarrassed. <laughs> Because I was a child, and it's just I was like, "Fuck, man, this is fucked up." I just, it just it felt fucked up. It felt illegal because you know it's signs that we're no outside food. But shit, her ass show did. Tzatziki sauce or no? I don't recall. It was Roger Rabbit, so I'm gonna go with yeah. Fuck it, I'm gonna go with Tzatziki sauce. Yeah. When I used I'm to uh, pro Tzatziki sauce. I I used to always <laughs> sneak in um, Popeye's chicken fingers and fries um, to the movies when I used to go to Shaker Square all the time. I know they smelled that chicken in my pocket. <laughs> Yo, Popeye's supposed to got nuggets dropping. I heard. Yeah. My, I, my I, kids. I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I was thinking about seeing Black Widow maybe this weekend. Now I'm like, I kind of want to go see it and sneak in candy. 
I'm just saying right now, go see it at the Great Northern. I keep telling people great people sleeping on Great Northern, but not to sleep on it. I think people don't realize it's open again. So nobody go there. Well, like for me, it's really hard to go to other theaters when I've got a theater by me one exit away. It's literally a two minute drive, you know? Yeah. Well, I thought you should say you have one in your basement. True. Well, <laughs> That And that's part of why I brought up the whole Black Widow Disney Plus discussion, because I have a 110-inch projector downstairs with surround, with a $3,000 surround sound system that I bought. Yeah. I have my own in-home theater. So, like, if the if these, like, offerings were more affordable for, like, a single person, which I know, like, they don't want to charge less because they, they feel like people groups of people are going to get together and watch these movies. They don't want to lose the revenue. I get it. But if it were like more affordable for me to watch it solo, some of these movies I would not go see in theaters. I would just watch it at home. I was just about to say you you have a, enough willing friends where you can have a Black Widow party if you don't bring in like a um, chip in a couple bucks. You got to bring food. That's how we used to do with fight parties. Well, and the problem out for beans. The problem is a lot of them were like stir crazy and wanted to go to the movies, so they they actually rented a theater. And went and saw it on opening night. Okay. Oh. I think I'm the only one at this point who hasn't seen it of, like, that group. That click, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Cruella was way good. Way, like, I would tell you to see Cruella. I would tell you, the listener, if possible, because I don't know how long it's been at this point. See Cruella in the theater. It was such a spectacle that I really enjoyed it on the big screen. And, and uh, you know. It seems like it'd be way more interesting than 101 Dalmatians. Considerably. Like, I never gave a shit about 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. It's, yeah, a, yeah. It's, 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 it's a way, way fun movie that they take twists and turns through. It's gorgeous. It's, it's shot in a way that... I, constantly, I'm sitting there, I was just like, wow, this is really well shot. This is an interesting take on the character and so forth. And Does, I, do they make her sympathetic? Yes. In a, but in a very in a very good way because because the, the way they the, the same way they did with uh uh Angelina, Angelina Jolie in uh I'm out Maleficent Maleficent yeah Maleficent so Cruella's so dope that, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you right now it's just like it's, when you I I'm I, I get it you, you 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 want reason to not fuck with it but I'm telling you already all I'm saying so is they gave you they this movie gave you a reason. That this bitch used to skin dogs and make coats out of them. Now she cool. She never. She did not skin them dogs. She definitely she never got somebody to do it. Yeah. See, that's the kind of movie that if it was like twelve dollars to rent it at home, yeah. I might do that. If I was like, you know, Saturday night, I got nothing going on. There's nothing on. I might pay twelve dollars to rent it rather than paying premiere access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like you know, Eternals. I'm gonna go to the theaters to see that. Like Marvel's, Marvel's more than likely gonna pull me to the theater. Yeah. But those those random offshoot things that I'd like only kind of want to see that that that's where I want to watch it at home. Yeah, it was just date night, and we was like, uh, and, and 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 Vanessa was super yeah. tea because I really didn't want to see it at first. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like I said, it was four people in the theater, me and her, and another couple. <laughs> yeah, I think date night's a perfectly valid reason. Like yeah. if I had like if I had to do a date night of any kind, yeah. I, I I would totally understand that, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was it, like I said, it truly ended up being a great movie, and uh, I highly recommend. It. I think I like, I think that's one I want to. I like I almost was like, 
should I get these next to $30 and so I can just watch it here at home? But I'm like, I will simply, uh, I'll simply uh, buy it when it comes out on uh, on on uh, on uh, 4K, and we'll just keep it moving that way. <laughs> but great movie, Cruella, way 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 better than it had any right to be, uh, and and it got a sequel, so I already got a sequel green lit, so that'll be fun to to see. When she starts getting some dogs, it's, it's the 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 dogs in that movie that that do play a part in that movie are are, are very interesting to the the overall plot of that movie. Like I said, it's, and she don't smoke the cigarette. But mm. I, I don't think I, I think a lot of times they don't smoke movies no more. So they don't smoke movies. No she more. didn't have to smoke it. She just could have had it in her hand. Yeah, I'm always positive she did have one in her hand at some point, like the the little the the the, the long cigarette holder. So it's very much. I think I think you I think I think you'd watch it and you fuck with it. I think I should write a movie uh called um I don't I couldn't think of a clever pimp name. But Man, that that cigarette holder, how effective do you think that thing is? Like, do you gotta have some tremendous lung strength to be able to suck cigarette smoke down that thing? Yeah, what's the point of it? It's just for show? Well, it's to keep the, the smell of smoke off your fingers. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Because the ladies they want to be having smoking, and they don't want to be burning their fingers when they light their when they light, light they smokes up. You know what I'm saying? Just want to know. Hunter Thomas had one. Uh, like, yeah. like, are we are we sitting here thinking that like hypothesizing that Corolla's got like some strong lung strength, like like a good vacuum on that one? <laughs> well, she can suck up a dick. I don't. I don't really know. <laughs> A great movie. I'm just gonna leave it at that, man. Right. <laughs> you know, you know how we roll, people. We after we get through all of uh, the, the rigmarole, we try to stick a fork in this bitch by by heading to the mean streets of Reddit. I uh, have pulled a selection, and I'm going to tell you that I read. Which one did I read? One of these I read that I was like, "This is interesting." Okay, you can't if you read it in advance. You can't play the game. Well, yeah, and that's okay. Okay, so I read these two, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'm going to read them out to you, and I'll tell you which ones I read as I'll read them out to you. First one, am I the asshole for only going to black salons? Mm, that's so interesting. Am I the asshole for calling my wife a hypocrite? Read this one. Am I the asshole for turning my stepmom and my dad laugh in, my dad laughing stock in front of the whole family? Read that one. Both of those are very interesting. I'll just tell you that. Emma that's for telling my stepdad and mom they shouldn't be surprised at what my little brother said to them when they pulled a prank on them. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about pranks recently. I have no idea what's going on there. Emma that's for going on an outing without my partner. And Emma the asshole for walking out of a house after the host told me, feel free to leave because she doesn't, <laughs> like, because she doesn't like people in her house. No. You just following the instructions. I I, I kind of want to know about the what was that the look the stepbrother who said something after yeah. the prank. Fair enough. Because I only go to black salons. I'm black. <laughs> I mean, this person, this person is not. No, I didn't think that person would be an asshole for just going to black salons. Go to where you want to go. Well, well, we're gonna we'll, we'll knock those two out. Let's let's start with uh. Well, I don't know. I'll save I'll I'll save uh, I'll save the best for the dessert for last. We'll do uh the one Anthony wants uh say. We'll do this black salon one right quick. Uh, Emma the asshole for only one of the black salons. Hi there. This is my first post, and this is a throwaway. 
I'm a 30-year-old white, white woman with thick, curly brown hair. 3C, if you know what that means. I've always struggled with my hair and was, a, was, and was adopted into a family of people with straight hair who couldn't c- care for my hair properly, leading to huge knots and regularly getting my hair massacred by scissors to make it short to be easier to deal with. When I went to uni, I met my best friend, who is black and has a hem- similar hairstyle to me, and when noticing my struggle, helped me out. She, she showed me hair products from brands intended for black people that really helped my hair quality and even took me to salons she went to that catered for black hair types. My hair has been amazing ever since. They've been the only people to understand how to care for my hair and make it look nice. Well, until the actual, well, until the actual argument, me and some friends from work went out for dinner and we were talking about our hair and I commented that I go to a salon that specializes in black hair care. One of the women, also white, commented that it was inappropriate for me as a white woman to take advantage of black products and services that should only be used by black people. When I asked why, she said it's kind of cultural appropriation. The others there agreed with her and I, I felt uncomfortable ever since. I don't know if she's right and, that, and, and if I am in the wrong. I don't even know if what I did, if what I'd do if it was wrong as I don't want to go back to salons that butchered my hair before. Uh, First of all, she adopted. She might be black and don't know it. <laughs> it's passing. But uh, I, um, I don't think, I don't think this woman's an asshole. I, I'm still going to stick with that. She found, she found uh, people that can do her, do with her hair, what needs to be done with her hair. Uh, I think her friends want to be woke and just aren't. And that's that's okay. It's okay. You want to be woke because some people just want to stay asleep. But it's not cultural appropriation to to find products that work with your hair and find people who can do your hair that just happen to be black. If anything, you supporting a black business. How the fuck I look like? How the fuck I look sending you away from that? Yeah, that that I, that chicken place up the street that's black owned. I shouldn't go there anymore. I mean, according to that, <laughs> according to this woman's uh, white friends, but can't trust them anyway. Uh. Listen, yeah, so not the asshole. The big glow in the glow in the dark comment. You know, every now and again we get one of these that uh, motherfuckers like showing wild love to. Says, not the asshole. Black woman here with four C hair. You use the products and resources that best suit your needs. It wouldn't be black versus white issue if the beauty industry recognized the need and taught students how to do all types of hair. Fair point. There you go. Not only that, this is another response. Not only that, but the OP is helping a black-owned business, which I just said, this way. Whereas her friends seem like they, they the kind to accidentally find out a shop is they like is black-owned and then brag about it without online without actually ever buying anything from it, but making it seem like they're sig- they're single-handedly keeping their business afloat. <laughs> yeah, she need new friends, or you know, need to have her her friends need some need to do some learning. Tara always breaking people up. I that's what that I look. I've been very good lately about trying to not break, break people up. But if your friends is telling you that you culturally appropriate because you get your hair done by black women, it's not like she walking out here with braids. Apparently, mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And so I saw somebody agree with flowers with some braids, and she I don't know. It's like she was she was either tan or she was mixed, and I was like, what's going on with that? <laughs> well, y'all went to a swimming place. And um, you know, having your hair braided is the you know usually the best um, best practice. It's a, pr- it's a protective hairstyle. Oh, okay. 
And, and yeah, maybe she's part black. In, indeed. Or you know, maybe she just really like both. Maybe she had four C hair, whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the it's the it's the type of curl. It's the the curl pattern. Oh. And uh, like on t- um, long as you don't got no a bunch of beads in your hair, then you know it's so it's really okay to have braids in there. All right, there's no beads. Are they really braids if you don't have the beads though? Yes. Yes. This person said, "I didn't even know I had curly hair until I went to a salon with a Jamaican friend, and they cornered me." And then somebody <laughs> responds beneath them, "LOL, same. My natural hair texture is actually quite wavy, but growing up, my mom only used, and therefore I only use, cheap ninety-nine cent shampoo and conditioner, which was awful for it. My hair was always dry and stripped of oils, and I thought I was just like that. It lay flat on the top of my head and would only try to curl up on the ends because of it." And my mom was always fighting with the hair straightener when I was a preteen, which I continued doing well into my 20s. I thought I had straight hair that's that's just stubbornly curled up at the ends. A friend of mine is a stylist and and I told her my hair was always kind of dry and got poofy in the winter, etc. So she recommended me some products and told me to avoid heat on my hair for a while. So I used the new products and just let it air dry and didn't straighten it. Y'all, turns out I have natural mermaid waves. The fuck? (laughs) <laughs> mermaid uh, waves how funny I don't, I don't know uh, my daughter has wildly curly hair and until she was old enough to start taking better care of it herself I had to take care of it uh, after her mother passed and or just when I had them or even when her mother was alive and I, and I had the kids and I'm just not good at hair and she would have knots, and I'd have to try to comb through them damn knots, and, I, and she'd be crying. And it's like I remember my sister crying while mom used to comb her hair. So I was like, I'm just living this life that I've lived already once before, and I was so bad at it. But both my children have gotten old enough and have kind of figured they had a hair out and, and what products to use and so forth. And it's, I, and we are better for it. But trust me, as a, as a as a as a as a as a father of children with a with a curly hair. It is a challenge. Some it, it has been a challenge some some days to uh, to take care of their heads of hair. So I'm I, I'm glad this person has found a proper uh, hair care person. And uh, again, like I said, they just you just, you just need better friends. Yeah, sometimes you do. So tis what it is. Uh, what did my man? You said you want the the stepdad joke. All right, here we go. <clears throat> yeah, oh, we didn't we. we uh, uh, I, we didn't decide on that. Uh, I, I said not the asshole. Gabe said not the asshole. What did you have the two thought on that one? Not the asshole. I agree. Fair enough. All right, let's play guess the asshole on this one. I'm going to read you the title. Time to play guess the <laughs> asshole. And I have not read this, so I'm unaware as well, so I can play this game. Am I the asshole for telling my stepdad and mom they shouldn't be surprised at what my little brother said to them when they pulled a prank on him? There's a lot of layers here. I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for a long shot, and I'm gonna say asshole. Okay. I'm gonna go with not the asshole. Okay. Asshole. All right. Asshole. Cause I like to see where this goes. So, box, you 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 the odd man out this go. Let's see. Am I the asshole for telling my stepdad and mom they shouldn't be surprised at what my little brother said to them when they pulled a prank on them? I, twenty, female, am an older sister to my little biological brother, seventeen, male who finished high school last year. My little brother and I are really close. He says I'm I'm his be- I'm the best friend he has and he loves me more than anyone. Of course this is not true. He has many friends of his own. 
My brother has been asking our stepdad slash mother if he could get a new car for his grad party since last year. He said he'd pay 50 to 75% with his own hard-earned money while they paid the rest. They said, no, I have a car, but I had been working for one. They helped me pay off, pay off for, they helped me pay off for, okay. So my brother's arguments with our parents got heated. After a while, one time I told my brother that I'd help him pay off expenses for a good car once I got my own. He hugged me and said I didn't need to worry that he owned that he owed way more than I owed him. He owed me way more than I owed him. But he continued to press our parents all last year until they gave in and said yes, like they did for me. Note that our stepdad and my brother have a negative relationship for most for the most part. Our bio mother and stepdad got together soon after our bio dad and mom divorced when we were little. My brother thinks the stepdad and mom were seeing each other before our parents divorced. And to be honest, I think that might be true. Might be true. Not certain though. Anyway, my stepdad, mother, and brother compromised and said they'd get him the car in 2021 so that people don't gawk at him at the graduation party. June this year, my brother and stepdad slash mother are still on about the car. Now the argument go getting loud and lasting hours into the evening. My stepdad was getting into screaming matches with my brother over it, but they reached a final compromise of the car being bought last week. The faded morning comes and my brother wakes up to our stepdad and mom guiding him outside to a car, but not his, our mother's. Stepdad used his and my brother's money on a dumb prank bought a completely different model of car and said it was for our mother. Our mother and stepdad just laughed and kissed each other. My brother didn't lose it. He didn't even look angry. He just looked dead in our stepdad's eyes and said, and I'm not joking verbatim, you might think I'm fucking stupid. You might think whatever, but I'm just better than you, bro. You know what I know that you know how you know that I know that. And our mom is a fucking idiot for staying with a prick like you. But I'll make you wish you'd never fucking met us. I promise you. You might, be you might be laughing now, but you'll be crying later. He then walked off, not even looking back at them as they start as they stared horrified. They asked me what was what was that about? And I, feeling terrible for my brother, said they had they had it coming and not to be surprised. So now they grounded both of us. You ain't grounded me when I'm 20 years old. I'm sorry, Pippin. You ain't grounded me after I graduated high school. <laughs> this is Canada. I've had to be, I've had, I've had to explain the situation to my friends as I can't see them anymore, but I feel so <sighs> bad for, bad for my baby brother. And they back me up on this and ask me to comfort him as much as possible. But our parents are so mad and they can't see that my brother has ha had his heart crushed. Am I the asshole? Uh, in mm. no way, shape, or form was this person the asshole to begin with. This person wasn't even involved, but <laughs> that the brother was kind of an asshole. Everybody's an asshole in this. Um, I think everybody's an asshole. She's an asshole for making us think that she could be involved. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, she made this about her, and it's not yeah. even about her. What an it's asshole! For that. You're an asshole, Look, lady. I, I, I believe it was the it was the prophet Big Worm who said, "Playing with my money is like playing with my emotions." And uh, don't fuck with a motherfucker with his dough. To crack a joke, especially. I don't know what you thought what you was doing, or why you thought shit was sweet or funny, but it wasn't. And we don't play with motherfuckers' dough. You just don't.
Uh, so shit, I've left both of my parents' houses over money and cars. <laughs> I moved out of my dad's house. Uh, you know, that like part of the reason I left was because they promised me that car from well, like at my graduation, and then they turned around and sold it, which they found out about from listening to the show a couple years ago because they didn't even realize that they did that shit. I recall it. I recall it clear. And then I left my mom's house because my stepdad took my Lincoln Town car, which was my first car, and he scrapped it and kept the money. Damn. Even now, I don't know how you have forgiven people sometimes, bruv. Because that shit right there. You know how it is, nigga. A grudge can be held. It's like, we don't talk no more, dog. We don't have a relationship anymore. Because you're I, fucking with my money. When they did that, I didn't pay my mom rent for like two or three months, and then I moved out. Wow. So you 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 did you just made it financially work. <laughs> yeah. I, I took it upon myself to make it so that they got their money, but then they didn't get any more out of it. I got my value, and then I left. There you go. That's what's up. Whew. Not the asshole. Your brother's a better person than I am because I would be blasting stepdad, mother everywhere. I call the local news stations and ask if they're interested in the story of parents stealing from their child. I tell family, friends, people at church, random strangers on the streets, post about it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, make a YouTube video, everything. Your mother is the worst for letting anyone do this to her child. I want to say so many things that would get me permanently banned. Hate crime. <laughs> this person says, wait, so your parents use 75% of your brother's money to buy themselves a car as a prank? And the person responds, yes, as awful as it sounds, my brother is destroyed by my mother, especially. Can't your brother report this? They stole his money. Depending on where they live, his money is their money since he's under 18 and a dependent. In the U.S., it's more difficult for a child to press charges against parents, but the parents cannot just steal assets from a child. It is illegal and they have and they can have charges pressed against them. This depends heavily on the state since he's 17. In some states, this is considered an adult and his assets are his own, not his parents. Yeah, but they said university. So that's Canada, ain't it? Uh, Also, uh, if they say uni, that could be Canada or uh, the the UK or Australia for that matter. Oh, man. I'm trying to see if anybody... Again, this person said the same thing I said. Plus, you're 20. They can't ground you. (laughs) (laughs) They're spanking you, too? OP, you are 20. Your parents cannot ground you. I know this is not the point of your post, but it would do you well to remind them that you're an adult. This is the kind of thing where, like, if I were to read an article after this where it's like, 17-year-old boy poisons parents and they die, I'd be like, I understand how he could have possibly come to this conclusion. Uh, this will be my last one I'll read from this one. Thank you, everyone. All the insights mean a lot. I'm working on talking to my brother on a potential legal action like a lawsuit to get the expenses back from our stepfather. My bio dad is generally nice and loving to us. I think he barely <laughs> tolerates our stepdad and his ex-wife, our mother. And he'll take us back full t- full time if the law allows it. If not, my brother and I will move in together on our, in our, with our own place. Right now, I'm trying to be there for my little brother as much as possible. Lots of cuddles and free food, but he won't stop bawling his eyes out. I'm worried psychological harm has been done to him. Yeah, they have harmed this child mentally. They have. I know that this is like supposed to be like a touching story and these siblings care about each other and shit. 
But some of this shit sounds a little too lovey-dovey. Like, you 20, he's about to be 18, y'all, like, cuddle crying together and shit over a car? They're Canadian. This, this, is how porn mo- this is how weird porn movies start. Yeah, did y'all see that TikTok <laughs> I sent y'all? Where a lady got stuck in the dryer. I I, I shared that. I shared that uh, far and wide because that shit made me. I sent that. Yeah, to Gabe you, you both sent his, it to me. I sent that to Gabe on uh via text message. I thought I thought it was so funny. So, yeah, I, I, that 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 shit was hilarious. I followed that lady because I like I said I just thought it was hilarious. I just thought it was just a, a, a funny ass whatever. Uh, thank everyone inside me is okay. Yeah, that's a, we already read that part. So there you go, people. That those are a couple of am out of the assholes this week. Uh, for the record, the one about the hypocrite is pretty hilarious because this lady was like, hey, man, uh, could you tell your fa- uh, family to make their own Disney Plus account under, uh, you know, uh, you know, their own little uh, profile? Yeah, we so read not, that one. So they, nah, this is a different one. So oh, not, shit, so, another one. So they're not fucking up my shows. And they sister did, but they made they made a funny name. And then the this is a, this is a couple and like the wife, uh, the wife's uh uh, mother saw the saw the uh, the uh, the funny name was like what the hell is this about and was and so she was mad that she had to explain the shit to her mama. I did that on Tomboy's Netflix account. <laughs> His parents used it, and uh, I made I made a profile and I called it Cockknocker. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, so then I guess I guess the wife let a buddy use the Disney Plus account and let you know, make let him make their own account underneath there, and he made a weird name. And the wife ain't had shit to say, so their partner was like, "So why it's fucked up that my sister made a weird name, but it's cool that this dude made a weird name?" And it's like, "Get off me, man! That's, don't be starting no fight with me about this bullshit." And she go, and she asked, "Am I on some bullshit that shit's sweet when her friends do it, but it ain't sweet when my sister does it?" She and she asked if that would make her an asshole for calling her wife a hypocrite. And I don't think it does. I don't I think, think so at all. I think her wife is a hypocrite, and uh, it's okay to point that shit out the hole sometimes. <laughs> Women be shopping, baby. Women be shopping. <laughs> Women be shopping. But that's it, people. We have just given you a show, and we ran that bitch tight. Good job, gentlemen. <laughs> but uh, you know how we do. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, and share the show wherever possible. Please subscribe to the YouTube and Twitch channels. Follow us over on Twitter. If you see the show tweeting something out on Twitter or you see a, a, a pinned tweet, please retweet it. Uh, word up to the, uh, to April and 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 other and uh, uh, my man uh, William Kent and so forth. People who just who make it a point to share, to share uh, retweet and share the show and all that good shit is dope of you. It just gets the word out and and, and hopefully gets us more, more listeners. I had somebody respond. Uh, I we just had somebody respond to the post uh, today, and I was like, I didn't even know this cat listened to the show. It's a, it's, a, it's a guy I follow, and the show of course follows on on Instagram, and I, and he, he good people, and I'm like, huh. Okay, right on. Uh, but we were told it was a very funny episode. Good job, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw that right before we started recording. Uh, I, it's I, always I, nice when we get replies from people who are real and not robots. Correct. Uh, telling me I should I should promote it on whatever. I normally go through and delete those. I just haven't done it this week yet. Promote it on this, this, and this because they all see them. I guess whatever uh, hashtags I use has them thinking I'm I need to be promoting somewhere. I, I keep getting DMs from somebody who's like, you should sell bracelets for us. <laughs> <laughs> like, what about me makes you think I should be selling bracelets? Yeah, I'm like, come on, robot. Pick your audience better. 
<laughs> Read the fucking room. Uh, if you want to support the show financially and have a few bucks to toss away, then join our Patreon, where members at the $5 and above tier get extra content each month and early access to new shows. You also have merch available over at tpublic.com slash user slash stage crunch and milk. All one word. And again, they keep just having sales. So take advantage. Jump over there and grab you uh, uh, grab you some gear. Again, April, work shout out to the homie. Uh, just got, uh, they got the, the Sheep Off the Skim stamp the st- uh, style logo and uh, and fucks with it. So uh, it looks great on her too. So uh, thank you again, April, for the support and also for rocking our gear. Because uh, it's mighty nice of you. Also, feel free to give us calls. 216-302-8763. That's 216-302-8POD. We would certainly love to hear from you. So I said delight to have a voicemail message. The kind of the funnest thing ever. <laughs> Did that dog come upstairs and start snoring? No, that's not Lulu. That's the that's Kevin. He's, he's, he gets snorty sometimes. And some of Boston Terriers and their scrunched up faces. Mm. Yeah, it's quite quite. How weird! Uh, it's, it's like you just got yeah. You, you have some nice uh, some some. Uh... He sounded like someone who was trying to like scratch their throat by sucking in air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 It was a very noisy background day for me today. This will be a nightmare of editing. Nope. I told you I came to some terms uh, uh, the, the week before last that we used to record shows in fucking working restaurants, and people were real fi- and were real fine with it. You will hear our ho- our homes when we record uh, when we record uh, remotely, and uh, we sound nicer when we record in person now. So there you go. It's breezy. That's how it gets now, and uh, you will accept it or you won't. And I uh, kind of just refused to give a fuck. And then we'll go to your house and we'll uh, do an upper decker in your toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take him 216. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's Lushbox 2099. I'm now one Android away from perfection. What's going on there? What is happening? Oh, it's, it's Dragon Ball Z. So the character Cell, um, he was made by uh, like this doctor that ran the Red Ribbon Army. And when he awakens, he's like his first form. And there were these other characters. It's like a blonde robot, this nah. like black haired robot. And he has to absorb those robots to get to his perfect form. Mm. Like, I, I don't know if I, I sent you guys the... I don't think I sent you that. I had a meme the other day where it was like a green character and it was like when you get eight hours of sleep in one night and it was like that was perfect sell, you know? So what is Majin Buu to all of this? I know the name. And I know the character. Does he have forms? Does he fight? There, there are like a different couple forms of Majin Buu, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Kid Buu, like Evil Buu, Thick with Three C's Buu. Ha! <laughs> Thank you for knowing that and being able to get share that that tip of information. Or to Dragon Ball, I guess. I don't really know it like that. Yeah. I, like Dragon Ball Super is on my list of things that I need to finish. Like I have a bad habit of starting shows and then not finishing. Like I started Titans last week. I finished the first season and it's been over a week now and I have not put the second season on and the third season starting in like two, three weeks. I uh, I started watching Dragon Ball Super like two year two, three years ago. And I never finished it. Uh, Black Lightning's last season's on Netflix now. I haven't bothered to go watch it. Like I'm just, I'm very incomplete. 
I get I get that way sometimes. I'm just like I don't want this to end, so I'm just gonna pretend it didn't. <laughs> Black Black Lightning is one of those shows where I'm glad that it's finally over and that my commitment to it will like I won't have it anymore. Yeah, because it's been a, it was a struggle to get through season three. CW shows that do it to you. Yeah, man. I don't know what it is. Like Supernatural was amazing, and then it's like as the time went on, like it was like a cult classic and like a a guilty pleasure. But some of sometimes it was a bit much, and then like I know a lot of the other shows, very that that teen drama, man. Like after like One Tree Hill and Everwood and all that, it got very very angsty. Work to Everwood. Uh, okay, work to the first season of Everwood, which is all I fuck with. <laughs> yeah, uh, Everwood had so much potential, and then like even as I was a teenager watching it, I'm like, man, the plot like continuity on this is real shitty. We started <laughs> veering. Yeah. yeah, Chris Pratt is in that show, right? Yeah. 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 Where's my man Treat Williams? End of treats in this world. I just remember, like, he spent, like, <laughs> two seasons, like, drooling over Emily Van Camp, and they finally, they finally get together, and it's just like, it's like when Doug and Patty Manias got together, and you think it's going to be, like, happily ever after, but then it's just like, the gritty realness of the real world comes out, and you're just like, man, not everything is roses, man. Bruh. That's one of my favorite lines from High Fidelity when he explains how every other chick he always is interested in, he's just in love with the fantasy. You know what I'm saying? But he, but the reality of it is with her, it is, it is like, he goes, it's like, for them it's all just sexy underwear. And his girl, his girl responds, I have sexy underwear. He goes, you do. He goes, but you also had the ones that just kind of hang over the, the, shower, the shower rod and so forth and so on. And it's just, it's real. And. I'm in love with the real and so forth and so on. Again, it's kind of why it's up there as one of my favorite movies. Half Deli. Tell people about it all the time. Anyway, uh, that's the real ODP who is drifting back. <laughs> I, you wouldn't know it from listening. I've been engaged. Sir. I've been uh, talking. If I, if I had the video, they'd know you were just like, just. I wanted an extra. I wanted a, a soda. With my uh, dinner to get an extra boost of caffeine, and my wife's like, "No, soda's bad for your stomach. It's the combination of chemicals and carbonation that really fucks with me." But I could have used the caffeine, and I knew I needed it. You gotta issue some of them ahas because they're caffeine. Yeah, that's true. They're tasty. I fuck with them. Oh, and me, did you I watch the? the oh, did oh, you watch oh. the High Fidelity show? I have not watched the High Fidelity show, and I know I should. But then it's like one of the things is like, I love the book, I love the movie, do I want to fuck with this show where the daughter of one of the main characters, in the, not the main character, but a character in the movie is playing the character of Rob? I don't know if I want that. <laughs> but who knows? Anyway, I am the Interstellar 713. You've just been podcast, so if I should be watching High Fidelity the show, you let me know yeah, wherever you need to let me know that at. Also, go watch Ted Lasso. Season 2 comes out on July 23rd. I'm not paid to say that. I just want you to really watch Ted Lasso. It's so, so good. Uh, you just been podcasting, and I know you loved it. Hey, what happened to you? You used to be beautiful.